In January 2019, Michael Gary of College Station, Texas, turned on a camera and hasn't turned it off since. He began the Michael Gary Livestream Project, a one-year continuous livestream of every moment and every aspect of his life. Everything from hanging out with friends to sleeping to going out on the town is streamed and archived for anyone to watch. Until recently, the only things hidden were the bathroom and sex, but now, for the final quarter of the project, this too is all visible on a second stream. For this podcast, we will strive to understand the origins of this project, its evolution as the year went on, and the psychological and sociological effects it may or may not be having on Michael's friends, family, fans, and Michael himself. This is Once Upon a Time in College Station. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm Simon. And this is the conclusion to our series about Michael's live stream project. Yes. Uh, we are planning on doing, you know, maybe a follow-up episode or two with him, just interviewing him, seeing what life is like now. Um, but this is kind of the capstone to the original story we set out to tell. Yeah, let's hope he'll talk to us. That would suck if, like, <laughs> after all of this, he's like, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, and now so- we see the real Michael <laughs> finally for the first time. It's like, you fucking douchebags, you're not getting anything out of me. So I guess before we play the our uh, interview with Michael and Ethan that they did when mm-hmm. they were here with us. It's more of a conversation, really. Conversation, true. Yes, very conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's very conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, we just wanted to um, kind of, I guess, take this little intro period because we're not going to do a, like a post game of this one because it is just a conversation, really. Um, we wanted to just reflect on some stuff and talk about some stuff. Um you know, well, 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 let's just launch into it, right? So we got, do you want to talk about uh, how crazy it is, like how we started this and where we ended up? Yeah, I mean, I think we've said before that we weren't even sure that we were going to be able to maybe get Michael for an episode with us. And, you know, we've talked to his mom and talked to strangers from around the world. <laughs> we've, you know, or you've hosted Michael for a week. Yeah, and then they freaking stayed with us, or me, I should say, for a week and just chilled and that was awesome yeah and that's another thing i want to mention about the episode by the way is that we had been spending you know like 18 waking hours a day (laughs) together for a week straight so throughout the episode there's a lot of like i i did my best to do some editing but not a lot is edited because there was it was like i said it was more of a conversation there was a flow to it it was weird to uh break things up and and jokes that are called back and, and things like that that i had to leave um but since we spent so much time together in a row like the dynamic of that kind of comes out. It was hard for us to do a more typical kind of interview uh, because just because we had spent so much time together, we'd asked so many questions. We talked about so many things. So you'll see that it kind of just flows around like that. It's not, it's not a typical interview the way we do. Let's talk about that dynamic for a second. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel, but I mean, I was freaking stunned by how well everyone got along right away. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I mean, usually when I meet people, it takes a while before, you can really like put your foot on the gas yeah. and like be as insane as you want to be. Dude, it was like but it was like hour two. We were fucking just full tilt. Yeah, like every time I would like test the waters and be like, oh, maybe this is too far. Like it was not even like I was I was like still on the top of the cliff. I wasn't even close to the water. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was really cool. Yeah, they they were super just down for everything. They were always uh, kind of positive, just a positive outlook in general. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I oh, said, down to do whatever, not really like complaining when things go wrong and stuff like that. Just fun to be around, you know. Yeah, I mean, I said on Instagram that when I post a little bit, made a little post about after they left about stuff, and I said like it was, it really felt like hanging out with like old friends. It was like really strange how, well, strange but very cool how quickly and easily we all kind of hit it off, and that was something I didn't really expect. I didn't know what to expect when we knew they were coming. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely. Frankly, I don't think it could have gone better. No, not at all. I mean, I, I foresaw a lot of maybe us, you know, whispering to each other with them five or ten feet in front or behind us, like whispering to each other and whatever. But it ended up splitting off. It seemed to be more of like me and Ethan and you and Michael. Yeah. When it would be splitting off as opposed to me and you and Ethan and Michael. That was cool. Um, yeah, which it, I mean, again, which is just what you're saying of how well we got along and how quickly uh, we were able to spend time alone together. Like typically... I especially have difficulty spending time alone with people that don't know me decently well. Like I, I can't, I, after 10 minutes or something to talk about, like I can't yeah. keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, but with them, it was, it was really effortless. Yeah. It, and then, I mean, I mean, let's, let's talk about, I guess, being on stream for like a week, really. I mean, becoming a part of this project that we set out to kind of investigate. And it's kind of, I mean, like we said, we just threw all objectivity out the window right away. Yeah. And this was yeah. the, a weird conclusion to our project is that we became part of it for a week, right. which was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I'll tell you one thing about that, which is that being involved in the project has completely ruined it for me in any way, shape or form. <laughs> I can't, I have no interest in watching it anymore. Cause now it's well, like, at this point it's over. It is it right. Is, but I, even after he left, like, because now it's like any of my friends, if they were live streaming, I would never watch it cause they're boring ass people and we have fun when we're joking around and stuff. But other than those times when I'm there joking around with them, I don't want to see what you're doing. And yeah. now it went from being a curiosity of like, look at this stranger. Like I can project, I can build like an image of what I think he is to it's just my buddy. Yeah. And I don't want to fucking watch him sit there <laughs> on his computer for two hours, you know? Like before it seemed, it didn't seem that weird to me. I mean, it still seemed a little weird, but now it just seems like I just, I, I can't interact I can't watch with it anything anymore. anymore. I, I agree with you. I can't, can't do I it. Can't, I especially can't watch the stuff that we're in uh and now, just like, that's funny because i don't mind watching that that was fine <laughs> I, I was fine with watching but the idea of watching anything more any any like okay let's see what, what they're up to in philly now let's yeah, see yeah, yeah. i was like fuck now i pulled it up one time for about five seconds and i was like i can't i don't want to see this actually yeah like, yeah i mean it was weird yeah i didn't do too much i mean i had a, a the last day or two i think i was watching a bunch um just because i knew it was going away and then new year's eve well, i guess we'll talk about new year's let's talk about new year's eve you know what i'm realizing actually though if we didn't meet them, we slash you might have been even like more devastated with the stream ending. Like the fact that we met them made it much easier to say goodbye to it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, because it really it felt like yeah. I mean, devastated is a is a, is a strong okay. word. Right, let's right. you're, let I didn't break down at well at okay. one a.m. I was I told you on the car ride home on New Year's Eve I felt relieved. Yeah, yeah, no, no, okay, that's not what I meant. I, I just meant. But let's let's let let's set the stage for New Year's Eve though. So we're at our. It's of course they're an hour behind us. So we did our midnight celebration. Yeah. How do you do? And then we fucking. How do you do? How do we do? <laughs> and then we were at our friend's house, and then you know it's suddenly it's one, I mean twelve forty or so, mm -hmm. and I'm off in the corner. Tony's dumping popcorn everywhere. Everywhere. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, I've been. I'm in the corner. And I'm in the corner of the, of the foyer. <laughs> I'm in the corner of the foyer. The foreigner. The foreigner. I mean, that house had like six foyers. 
Yeah, and so you had a lot of pointers to choose from. Yeah, so I'm in the corner with my phone like up to my ear, trying to listen to uh, the final like 20 minutes of it going on. Michael gives uh-huh. this like uh, this like walks is walking towards the bar. All his friends are He's, like kind of giving this speech, reflecting on it. It was pretty cool. I thought it was a great speech and a uh, very nice moment. And then I uh, with about two minutes left, I believe I gathered you, grabbed you, and then all of our other friends who were around who kind of knew about it also all gathered around. We watched it end and. Uh, and we just watched it go off, and that was it. And what was, was like, the joke he made? He's like, I'm going to... Oh, well, he made a joke. Well, he's like, Ethan, where's the revolver? Give me the what, revolver. When there was like eight seconds, right? It was he was like, like, give me the revolver. That was pretty funny. That was hilarious. And then said, I'm actually streaming for another year. And then shut it off right at that point. Yeah. So that was kind of funny. Two little funny yep. jokes. And uh, One for us, one for them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, um, and then that was it. And then I, I told you, and we, I drove home that night because I am a sober New Year's Eve-er that I... Uh, I felt I what I didn't know what to expect when it went off, but honestly, I felt relief, and I I did for a few days of like, I'm glad he. I think it was relief in terms of I, I get my life back a little bit of like I'm not like just having this thing on in the background anymore while yeah. I'm doing things, which I didn't realize was not an issue, but like it was definitely something I was doing a lot, and like, and not that it was bad, it was just something that was happening and mm-hmm. maybe preventing me from doing other things. Uh, and then two, not having to worry about doing this anymore as, as much as I enjoyed doing this podcast. It was definitely on my mind all the time. Oh, it's been destroying me. Yeah. And then three, <laughs> uh, honestly, I think the biggest thing was I was relieved that he finished it and he accomplished what he wanted to, yeah. what, what Michael wanted to do. And I, that, that right. was, I was like happy for him. I was very, I think we said we were very proud of him. We said that. Definitely. So as far as, I don't know if I have, like to me, it was over when he left to go to Philly. Like, yeah. That was the end to me because it was close enough to the actual end. Yeah, totally. I agree. Like that was the cutoff point for me. So that was more when I said goodbye to it. And it's honestly like having them there has made the podcast really hard to do. Also, um, luckily we haven't had to do any of the post game like analysis thing since they've gotten here. Yeah, because that would have been impossible. Right. To actually do objectively, and I'm excited to finish this episode the last one because if we just interview him it's going to be a really easy thing to edit it's not going to be any like analysis or anything like that we're right. just going to be talking to him yeah uh and i'm really excited to be able to finish this and then actually listen to the podcast yeah i've, I've never listened to an episode when it's done because i've spent so much time editing them um and i'm really curious to see what it's like and like i i have i've i'm so I've I've spent so much time wrapped up in this thing that I have like like you said like objectivity has just been completely out the window, and I'm curious to be able to like give it a week or two or three to let my mind kind of clear and then see, kind of look back at the project with a uh, more open perspective that I have because I've I've really narrowed my perspective oh, yeah, and thinking sure. so much by doing this. Um, I'm curious to see what it looks like from a little more yeah, yeah. removed. Um, do you want to do you want to recap the New York trip a little bit for people? Um, I mean, if you didn't watch it on the stream, just like stuff we did. Yeah, I guess we went to the city like ninety three times or something. Yes. Um, we walked like a hundred miles, a hundred twenty miles, something like that. What did your Fitbit say? Um, we walked really far. We we actually did do a lot of walking. We probably did like ten miles, ten miles on the city days. Um, I mean, we we really we walked around. We looked at stuff. We grabbed whatever food we wanted. We just um. We didn't really have any specific agenda other than 
let's hit A, B, C, and like whatever. Yeah, like, let's go it see was the, kind of nice. go see the Christmas tree or whatever. You and know then, what was crazy is that you know all of these things i had some stuff written down of like oh let's do this stuff when they're here just so i have like i wasn't going in blind when they got here and then i realized as we were doing it's like shit i've never done like been to the ice rink i've never seen the christmas tree i've never no i would never want to do those things i've never been to the top of the empire state building like that was a, a yeah. pure like whim decision of i like walked we were walking that was well you weren't there for that it was christmas yeah. eve and michael and i were walking to bnh audio because he thought something was wrong with his thing and that was hilarious, by the way. The fact that it was just needed to reset so, his camera, but it turned into a, this like Odyssey through New York on Christmas yeah. Eve. So the, that the, night was awesome, by the way. For the first time, we see Michael kind of like pissed. I mean, he wasn't like he wasn't like Frazzled. lashing out at anybody. Frazzled, maybe he wasn't lashing out at anybody, but he was clearly angry. Yeah. Like he was mad. Yeah, and we were kind of confused, and it, and it turned out that that something wasn't working. His audio, he couldn't get, figure out how to get his audio to work on his bag. So he's like, "We have to." He called up this place in the city. It was the only place that had the part he needed. They were going to be able to uh, take the train in and just make it before the place closed. Yeah, and you know that they they go on this like they were supposed to have left the day before, but they couldn't leave because the audio wasn't working and they couldn't get the part anywhere other than New York. This is also well. I think they were also waiting around because. And it's Christmas Eve. Day. They were going to pick up Mike Bukerski in right. Philly, and he couldn't leave till Christmas Day, so that was why they stayed a little longer as well. Okay. So, and then they, him and Simon, go to the city. Whatever they get the part, they end up doing some other stuff that that Simon will continue to tell you about. And then they come back, and Michael realized that nothing was wrong. <laughs> he just like didn't plug something in right or whatever, and everything worked. Well, fine. he said he go, he's like reset the camera, and it yeah. worked fine, right? So that was but hilarious. Honestly, that was like a that was a happy accident. I feel like because that was. That led to like one of my favorite nights in the city ever. I think of like in, in general, not just when they're here. I mean, nights in the city. Period. Of like the whole like journey in to like try to get this part, and it was Christmas Eve, and it was just this chaotic kind of situation that was pretty cool though. Of like again, going back to things I've never done in the city of like this New York kind of weird odyssey of like just going place to place and like while we were walking to B and H Audio, it's like you can you have a perfect view of the Empire State Building. And it and I was like, I, it struck me for like the first time ever, and like that, <laughs> like I know that sounds ridiculous that like this skyscraper is like actually meaningful. And I was like, and I after living in New York for three years and then visiting all the time, that how this fucking skyscraper would mean anything. But I saw it, I was like, it was such a great, great view. And I was like, damn, this is awesome. So then while Michael was in the store looking for the part or whatever, grabbing the part. I like call the Empire State Building, which, by the way, if you call the Empire State Building, someone picks up the phone. They're like, Empire State Building, <laughs> which is just like, there's no like numbers to press. It's just a yeah. guy picks up a phone. He's like, Empire State Building. I was like, what? I mean, I guess that makes. There's sense. no operator to different. To, I guess so. So I was like, hey, is there a line to go up there? He's like, no. I was like, oh, all right. So then after Michael got the part, I was like, you want to go to the Empire State Building? I've never, never done that, and that'd be cool, I think. And it was cool. Yeah. So yeah, and we got some pretty cool food that night. Ian or Ethan. I, I, I <laughs> called him, calling him Ian like a thousand times. Um, Ian got spray painted silver uh, in Central Park, and he made it pretend to be like a robot, and that was fun. Oh, that was yeah, that was the day before. Yeah, right? if you're gonna watch anything on the stream, I, I think that's probably what you want to watch. Yeah, that one's a fun day. Of uh, it starts off really fun, and oh, then, then then I leave. Well, then you leave. <laughs> yeah, you leave, and it just goes downhill right away because as soon as we get to the 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 Natural History Museum, which we got into for free, which was pretty cool, because the security guard thought we were really funny. We, as if I was the funny one. Um, and then, like halfway through our, our halfway through the the visit to the museum, 
I guess like the the skin poisoning kicks in whatever it is mm-hmm. or the skin suffocation whatever is going on with Ethan at that point kicks in yeah. and like it turned into like some painful situation that was kind of funny to watch but also I felt terrible because yeah it, it's funny cuz like that's a hilarious idea that if any of us if any of our friends were like we should paint somebody and like go fuck around or whatever we'd all be like oh that's a great idea but the only way anybody would do it is if we were like right next to somebody's house None of us would even consider doing it in a place where it would take more than an hour. Like, that wouldn't even be on the table as an right. option to do. And when he was doing it, I was like, why didn't we ever do anything like this? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, 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 because this is going to fucking suck because this is a stupid idea. Is why. Like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it turns out it lasts for an hour or two, and it's a terrible thing to do. But then they found some fucking rando to shower at their house. Yeah, right? again, I mean, I, again, weird New York weird. stuff. Always weird stuff in New York, I swear. Like, it was like his old roommates new roommates like friend or something they'd met one time yeah. in california years ago and this dude's just like yeah come use my shower and we're like oh, all right yeah i think On that sc- and yeah i think that harley might have met his grandpa's dog at a dog park once or something like that yeah that's how they knew each other i don't know uh but yeah so we, so we had a pretty good time it was fun i had a great um, time that was like one of the best weeks i've had in a long long time it was a lot of fun i was going crazy by the end but only because not because of them i just can't spend I can't spend every day with the same people. No, yeah, I know you can't. I just can't do that. Yeah, like, that's just you. Um, so, sure. yeah, by, by like, because they kept, like, it was supposed to be, what, like, three days in the beginning or something like I that? I don't remember. It was supposed to be, like, three days, and they were, like, kept being, like, inconvenient. It was, like, you know, like, we stayed up too late tonight, like, w- whatever, we'll just leave tomorrow, and then it, or then the next day, it's, like, oh, like, you know, we stayed up too late tonight, so we'll just <laughs> leave tomorrow, and then they, and they stayed one more day, like, four times. <laughs> Um, I didn't mind. I had a great time with them. No, I was still having fun with them. It was just like it, it became. It went. It just went from being like, "Oh, here's this fun thing I'm doing," to like, just like clocking in. It wasn't. It's not like I had to do work, but it's right. like, but it's like, oh, wake up. Like, okay, looks like I'll have like three hours till they wake up because yeah, yeah, yeah. all you guys slept super late, and then like, gotta gotta get over there. Like by the time it, I would, li- I was literally like, I would go on hikes like around the neighborhood because me and Simon live near each other, and I would check the stream every like 15 minutes to see when i should head home and then that way i could make it over like as i would just see when michael was waking up and then i could just get home that was a handy thing to have that that i mean the remember oh, it was so remember convenient. when ethan talked about that i think beth maybe touched on it yeah too, yeah, yeah. Like, no when you guys were in the city too yeah i was using that the whole time to be like okay like they're still long gone so I'm, i'll go hang out with ethan i thought they were gonna be back sooner like yeah yeah i was using it yeah a lot. that was something that when ethan brought that up and i think beth, beth brought it up as well that I didn't think would be nearly as uh, useful no, as that. Like, and we, awesome, I used yeah. that to find Michael when we, when Ethan and I did like a movie thing in the Natural History Museum, and then I was like, all right, well, the fuck is Michael? And I was like, let's pull up the stream. He's like, oh, I know exactly. He's in this yeah. exhibit, and like, walked right there. It's yeah. Great. And then that day when uh, Ethan was a robot, um, I was working and I was checking the stream to make sure that you guys weren't going to show up with Ethan as a robot <laughs> at my job. Um, yeah, you thought you you mentioned to me that you were gonna try to get them to surprise me. It was like it wouldn't have been a surprise, dude, because I was watching. There's <laughs> no way. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's talk about. I mean, some of the questions we would ask of people who have been on live stream. We asked Beth this. We had Ethan this. Ask Ethan this. Uh, so we were on live stream for a week. Let's talk about. I mean, I, you certainly weren't censoring yourself. I mean, because censorship <laughs> was something we we still spoke about with Ethan. Yeah, and he said he he wouldn't do it really. Um, um, and then, I mean, not that, I don't think Beth has a sense or anything. I mean, like, she seems like a sweet lady who's not going to say anything Yeah, I think she's wrong. Just, just like a perfect human, pretty um, much. And, and I, I remember, uh, but yeah, I mean, I immediately dropped my 
guard, I would say. And well, there were how many times did you say I kind of hate myself for not saying that joke before? <laughs> <laughs> like three times. That okay, w- okay, it wasn't that many. That many. And there was the one time when we were at the Empire State Building where I made a joke and I was like, oh, I wish Brian was here for that. But I guess I did yeah. make the joke at that point. Well, and then you also told me it after. Yeah. And that also the audio was out on the stream. So No, not the audio wasn't out during the state, Empire State Building. Oh, that was, was off uh, his phone. Oh, okay. Um, anyway. But uh, yeah, as far as, for, for me, zero, I think zero percent. Yeah, I uh, mean, 5% for me, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. No, you, you were, you actually surprised me by how, no, like, I didn't think that you were going to censor yourself too much, but I thought that you were going to be like, just uncomfortable and just like thinking just like in your own head and you like very no, much so not weren't. at all it yeah, was you were actually totally... very strange how it, it yeah you were fine it, it just came now i mean i literally felt like nothing you know it just felt like i nothing. was i was honestly worried that you were gonna like just be like putting on like a performance for like a week were you really well not for the whole week i i'm sure it was gonna go away but you know like i i wasn't sure if we were gonna go to like the supermarket for the first time you and him be like so should we get some kale and you'd be like i love kale <laughs> and, you know what i mean and I was expecting. That's all I eat is kale. That's it. Right. I was expecting some of that a little bit. No. No, but you didn't at all. Yeah. yeah. And that was cool. Thanks. Yeah. No. That that's <laughs> a. Con- I mean. Um. Let's talk about this. When uh we asked Beth about, remember or we Beth said something along the lines of like, uh she felt that there was this disparity out of balance of, uh because if she watched him all the time that she felt like she yeah. owed him a little bit to like, like some secrets. Like she owed him. Did she say secrets? No, but like vulnerability. But she owed, she, she owed him a little more emotional openness yeah. because she's been getting so much from him. Secrets. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I found that too. I don't know if you found that. I mean, you. I. I mean, I watched some of the times where I wasn't with you and you guys were together. That you were definitely just telling him anything about your life, and that's. And I definitely opened up a lot more than. I mean, it's something that if you get to know me and. I'm friends with you. I'll definitely tell you everything about my life. Yeah. Like a hundred percent, but that takes some time. And I right. think this is, I, I, I was wondering if the, how much I did talk to Michael about stuff in my life. That's was unrelated to the stream, really just like family history, et cetera, whatever it was stuff that takes me a while to talk to people about. Well, if anything, maybe it has, it's like not that you have secrets of his from the stream. I'm going to keep using that word. <laughs> not that you have his secrets from the stream more so that you know the type of person he is from the stream and that you like if you tell him one thing if he asks you a question and you answer it, like honestly and there's interesting information the feedback he gives you is so positive of him of just either whether it's like just genuine interest or whether it's like how does that work or whether it's like more questions or whether whatever it is like when you tell him something that's honest like you get really really positive feedback and you're I like mean, oh let's try this again and i mean like, maybe it's something along the lines of like it's just i, I think I, it, what i'm saying is i think it's him yeah. more so than knowing him from the stream it's just being around him well i think maybe uh, i mean i think you're right definitely with that but i also i'm wondering if it is part of like uh because he does value honesty so much that like i wonder if it is like um like i i owe it to him to be just as honest almost maybe you know right that's the best thing yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe it's a combination of just my personality and to know someone, or maybe it's a com maybe it's a combo of that, and maybe it's also just like he's been so honest this entire project that like who am I to now withhold anything from him? You know, it's like I, it's the least I could do for him to him 
is to at right. least be honest about myself. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that that is part of it. Um, let's. Um, I mean, do you want to do? You want to lead any of this? As am I going to lead this episode? Yeah, you can do it. Okay. I've done all the. I've yeah. done all the other ones. Um, I I was literally actually just thinking the same thing. I was like, it's nice that I don't have to like look <laughs> or read anything. I can just chill. Um. So we we asked Michael a few times throughout talking to the first time, talking to him this time when he was visiting us. Um, you know, what did this all mean? You know, and you know, what was the kind of the point? Or what? Or what is it? The point now? Or what yeah, does it mean and now? I or? mean, I, and I think he said. I mean, he kind of didn't really have an answer, right? I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, no, I mean, not at all. I feel like he did say at one point though that it kind of is what anyone else can take from it. Sure, like he had answers, but they were non-answers and they were not satisfying. And I think he would be the first to admit that that's the case. Yeah. So um, let me say it because I'm pretty sure at one point he did say, unless I'm misremembering this, that he did want whatever you took away from it to be the the point. What did you think, you specifically, was the point? And I mean, well, what, what did, and do you want to like, what do you see as Michael's journey, even if yeah. he doesn't see it that way himself? Well, in the beginning, when I would first tell people about the project and the podcast specifically, people would... I'd get a lot of, so what, what's the point, and those kinds of questions. And I always kind of had a satisfying answer, or an answer that I was satisfied with. And to be honest, I, I couldn't even recall what that was, if, yeah. if you ask me now. Now I have no clue. In fact, I have I was, I had a very solid idea of what I thought it was in my head when we first were starting this podcast, and as we've done more and more of it, it's gone completely out the window. I have no idea what it's about. I have no idea why it is. As far as his journey... Um, I mean, I, I think that the year specifically that he chose, like at the age he's at and where, where he is with his life, like you're going to see a lot happen anyway. Like, uh, unless somebody has so much money that they can not have a job and do this live stream and they have so much money that they can kind of just chill and play video games or something then no matter what, if you do this, a lot's going to change in your life. Right. Going from 20 to 21 right. with no money, trying to, you know, figure this stuff Dude, out. 20, 19 to 20 and 2021 were huge for me. Right. Th th so things are going to happen. So as far as like applying the narrative being like, oh, like, you know, look at, look at the growth from the beginning to now. Like, I, I think that that's an arbitrary thing that you could say, you know, you could take his life from 16 to 17 and it will be a huge growth or 22 to 23 and it'll probably be a huge growth. Like, unless he has like his career started by then. But, but any, again, any of the ages between like 22, and like 17 are going to be crazy huge changes of, of your life. I wish I had my 2009 live stream. That shit would have been insane. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm kind of glad I don't, I guess I, I would, I don't want to see how many times it would have been like a fucked up, like French experimental film. Let me tell yeah. you. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to know how awesome. many times like I almost died or killed other people <laughs> by accident. That's like not information that I think I need to know. But back to the, back to what the point is though, if I had to make a point, I think the point is, uh, in its essence, like it seems kind of reductive, but I think it's an exhibitionist kind of art project. Um, insofar as it, not in a sexual, not not that it's a fetish, but insofar as it's it seems to me like somebody desperately wanting the world to look at him, and that's the point. Is like, please look at me, and it's not like I need your attention. I'm I'm like a desperate, sad person who needs attention, but it's more like. I have value. Yeah. I mean something. I'm 
and look at me like see me see that i have yeah. value and the fact that it came out in this project is not is almost irrelevant it, it's like that's what it feels like it was a bit. if you force me to come up with an answer that's what i would say so you is think the meaning you're saying anything you think it's possibly like a statement on maybe privacy and mental health and stuff like that i think that it could be taken as that way but i don't think that that's what michael intended right well that was the question is like i don't think we're gonna get an answer for what he intended necessarily but it's just like what did you think it was well i mean so it so the the question is what does it mean to the viewer then yeah well i mean i guess it's everyone's gonna take something different from it i mean when i hear the question to me like the the question that is that that makes me wonder is what does it mean to michael like what it means to individual people can be any, any number right. of things right like it, it means a different thing to beth than it does to you know shelby or yeah. or, or, or ethan right but to to what what does it mean to michael is is the question that uh makes me more curious i don't know you answer i mean i i kind of saw it as like kind of a statement on privacy and authenticity and technology and all these things kind of bundled into one you know and like uh, you know again an, a project like this very has not really been undertaken in terms of like archiving the entire year and especially showing everything on the not safe for work stuff as well and you know i think you have to look at i think this journey is wonderful i think if you look at the beginning of the year and you have all the puzzle pieces in place you know the beginning of the year you might not know a lot of things about michael when it started but as things fell into place as we watched in the especially in this latter three months it, it feels like it started and you know jump in any time here where like i think it started as like it, i mean the guy he, he has said he was the, his plan was to have one complete year of his life archived and then he thought it would be and then and then kill himself and then have this like just be and then cease to exist you know mm-hmm. and that was the initial goal right and so i think having this journey of at least this is what I'm reading it as. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but this is how I read it is like, it, you know, having this kind of weird journey as like this live stream, he, he's able to reflect back on, you know, those first few months where he's heavily drinking and in a bad right. place and like kind of get out of that rut, it seems, and change his ways and start eating healthier right. and start and start kind of being a better person as well. And like, I mean, I if you go back and watch those early streams, like yeah. it's hard to imagine that, it's hard to see that guy as the same guy because right. he's kind of a douchebag. So are you saying something along the lines of like, now that he's gone from like being that bad to being like this good or being in a bad place to being this good place, like now he has this evidence to look back upon and now he'll be able to apply that to whatever uh, problems he has in the future where you can be like, I did it that time. Well, I don't know like, if he, why can't I do it? This I time? mean, that's totally up to him, I think, but I'm just saying like watch having this one year journey of seeing where it started to where it ended and having yeah. all these like pieces that come into place later on that we, you know, we find out about this like stuff that, you know, clinical, clinical depression where he tells us his mom said, you know, and you know, undiagnosed, but undiagnosed and you know, but like, I think it's, at the very least, I think I think it's a beautiful. I think of it's. Course. I think it's so hopeful and so I agree with that. and so amazing what we what we happen to stumble. What I happen to stumble yeah, upon. What yeah, you yeah. happen to stumble upon. And like it's this entire. Well, you. I mean, a hundred percent you. I this mean, entire year project is like is is to me just like this wonderful journey of someone lost with no purpose, feeling no purpose, and you know, and kind of. And then coming back home, having changed for the better. You know what? 
I don't know. Like maybe, but that's like the final point on the hero's journey. Yeah, I guess it was the. It's fucking Joseph Campbell. That's what it? you're describing. I God think. damn it! <laughs> it's always Joseph Campbell. <laughs> Pretty sure. Um, then he met with an oracle, or <laughs> he, he meets some some two funny sidekicks along the way. Um, no, and I think, but the, it's removed from his place of comfort. And I, I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but I think the entire oh. journey is wonderful. And okay, can I be a dick again for for one second? Absolutely. Um, we had we had our five minutes of sincerity. Yeah. Let's let's no, go no, back. No, no, this is this is sincere as well. I don't mean being uh, humorous. I mean so. Sometimes when people have suicidal thoughts or attempt suicide, their goal is not to actually kill themselves. Correct. Would you agree or disagree? Agree. Okay. So when you said, brought up the suicide thing, that kind of almost is in agreement, I feel like, with my exhibitionist theory of saying, like, somebody fucking see me. And it's not about wanting to be dead. It's about wanting to be seen and not wanting to continue not being seen. Uh, let me let me argue. Let me push back against. Possibly, that. I mean, obviously, yeah. all guesswork. Let me push back against that a little bit and just say that we didn't know about this really until October. You know, yeah. Until he he wasn't he didn't share this with everybody until the idea was so far out of his mind that he felt comfortable sharing it. Right, because he has been being well, not because I I don't know if it's a direct correlation, but and he was comfortable sharing that once he f- has had people to see. People that cared. Yeah. People that believed in him. People yeah. that believe he has value. Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. To me, that that's kind of... When I think, like, why did he do this? What does it mean to him? Like, what has been the major, like, actual change? I To me, it feels like the change is an internal one of, do I feel like I have value? Yeah. And in the beginning of the year, the answer was no. And now the answer seems to be yes. And yeah. I think that that's, that's, that's the major... That's the thing that is going to stick with me when, when I think about the project. I agree. I'll agree with you on that. And it, yeah, and it's funny because I so readily dismissed the idea of the exhibitionism being a part of it because it's so obvious and and like that, that's not what he's doing, right? Like, right. He's not, like if he was only doing the bathroom cam, then I'd say definitely that, right? But And now it's funny to have circled back to the idea that I dismissed offhand by it being so simple in a much deeper uh, sense. Yeah, I mean, I think we have two slightly different takes on this, but I think Definitely. they, I think they can coexist peacefully. Yeah, and and also it can, it could be both, and then a third and a fourth and a fifth thing too. Like, and we, work, we could both be incredibly wrong about yeah. everything. Oh yeah, 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 big time. Um, maybe, maybe, hopefully, if anything. Um, I feel like I've spent this whole time, just, I, I guess not being negative, but just like voicing some of the you're being honest that's all that matters yeah well yeah that's i just want to make clear that like i still i think michael's awesome like i love that he did the project and everything and like my um maybe if if i'm sounding like dismissive of certain things or like overly harsh it's not because i think there's anything wrong with it or anything bad about it it's because i think uh it's it is so cool and so good and i like michael so much that he deserves um the honesty i that that's how I see it, at least. <laughs> Added to the fact that you've been nothing but editing everything for the last like, couple of weeks, and you're fucking sick of everything, and just want yeah. to like disappear from the world <laughs> for like two weeks and not <laughs> think about Michael Gary for the rest of your life. Maybe that is it. Maybe <laughs> I'm just so. Oh my god. Maybe I'm just so browbeaten at this point that I'm just like. In a week, I'll be like. <laughs> it's funny when we get together, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I kind of missed the stream, and I kind of missed Michael Ethan. That was like really fun, and you're just like, yeah, was it? <laughs> What did I say? I was like, I, I don't, 
I said, I, I hope I never see him for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's not true. I do hope I see him, but uh, there was, for, yes. I hope I never see him for the rest of my life for like another week. He's welcome to come visit whenever he wants on his nomadic journey around the country. Yeah. Yeah. He can stay at my house this time. <laughs> exactly. He's going to have to share my bed though. He start, can have, start the GoFundMe for that one. He can have 90% of it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's pretty much us just like wrapping everything up, I think, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of did our post-game like here. Pre-game. <laughs> we pre-gamed yeah, we, our post-game. We pre-gamed the post-game. We pre-gamed our post. And, and the pre-game to the post-game is really the grandest post-game of them all. Oh, yeah. So following is going to be our conversation. Like I said, it's very unedited. Um, there's a lot of pausing and ums and stuff. And occasionally you might hear somebody, you know, laughing in the background on, on somebody else's mic. These things are difficult to do. We had, we had five people yeah. uh, there. So, you know, just... Um, yeah, if you didn't listen to this on the stream when it was happening live, it's it starts with um, me, Brian, and Ethan, and Michael. And yeah. it's just a kind of free-flowing conversation and talking about different topics. But, I mean, it is it's just a conversation. Then yeah. at a certain point, our friend Emily comes in who knows a bit about the project just uh-huh. through the podcast and through some of the streams. She, I sent her the link to a bunch of stuff when she was curious about it. Um, and she has some pretty cool questions and insights yeah. that stuff we didn't consider even. Right. And, um, you, and you'll hear that she'll share a lot about herself in the same way that we do when yeah. we're doing our, um, uh, our post game. And I felt like it was necessary to leave it just because, um, it, it it all became relevant and so so when you're hearing a lot when you're learning about emily and you're like why am i what what does this have to do with anything right. it, it ends up all uh Having circling back and yeah. uh michael and ethan react to the things she says and, and that leads to other interesting things yeah. so and um, she had a, it, she had a lot of really cool insight to add and it was crazy that we never once i mean you'll see when you hear the episode but we we never there's a couple of female perspective things on the project that me, Simon, Michael, and Ethan, four dudes, never once thought of, and it blew yeah. our mind. Yeah. The simplest thing. <laughs> she said some of the simplest things just from a female perspective, and we were, our minds were blown. Yeah, it was, it was, she was a wonderful addition to this episode that kind of yeah. happened last minute, so that was yeah. kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, so enjoy that conversation. Um, but I think, you know, hopefully we'll be back in a couple weeks or something, maybe, with like, maybe an interview, post, you know, post uh, live stream interview with Michael. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be down to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would almost go so far as to say we'll definitely be back with uh, with something like that. I, I can't imagine unless Michael hears what I said and is so offended. Yes, that's turn, that's totally him. Yeah, could be possible. Michael hates when people are too brutally honest. <laughs> um, well, enjoy. Yeah, enjoy the uh, final interview. And thank you all for listening those past few weeks. Yeah, we really appreciate it and uh, I'm going to get the last word. Hi, I'm Brian. I am Simon. I'm Michael. I'm Ethan. And today we've got Michael and Ethan with us. <laughs> in studio. So as we said last week, all ob- odd objectivity is out the window. Yep. We started a podcast about two strange or a stranger and a sidekick stranger. Right. And now they're sitting on my foot, actually. So very close to me. Um, a lot of people would pay. To have Michael sit on their foot. <laughs> Dude, I could sell this foot now. I could sell this sock now. <laughs> oh, man. As if I haven't already been selling all Michael's socks. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to get back to Texas. And you're like, where's, all my, where's all my fucking Dude, clothes? I lost all my socks. <laughs> One of my I've shoes, actually, too. I've had a few socks go missing. 
Well, they're not missing. Just I mean. like don't just like <laughs> stay off eBay. <laughs> they're not missing. Ethan Ben. Yes. So for those of you who aren't aware, Ethan Michael have been here for five, six days. I don't know how long. Probably like two, three years now. It, it feels like. forever. It's been a yeah. it's been a surreal uh-huh. few days. We a lot both of fun. We both quit our jobs. <laughs> we basically quit our jobs. Uprooted our lives in yep. order to facilitate um these two strangers' trip. And uh, we're regretting it. Can we keep it objective? But at least we get a podcast out of it. Yeah. Yeah. We might not use it, though, you know. Mm. Probably not going to be good. So, I mean, this dude's fucking freezing cold, no socks, and taking shits every 15 (laughs) minutes. I don't know how long (laughs) it's really going to (laughs) last. Live. So this will probably Audio shit. (laughs) This is probably going to be our final episode for a while. We're well, <laughs> I I would like to do a follow up with when, I mean, once it's I, over. I, I but said for yeah. a while. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah, we might yeah. do it. Whatever you know. And then that could be kind of like the last. And then one. we'll track Michael down wherever he is in mm-hmm. his Prius. And just, then we'll, we'll be doing other episodes from our car when we fo- when we're following <laughs> Michael. <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to put it out there. I don't think it's very funny that you guys make fun of a serious health condition that I endure every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to disagree with you, and I'm going to cite Michael as my evidence. <laughs> he seems to me having a grand old time. Um, at my expense. Yeah, well, so everything's at somebody's expense, isn't it? All funny stuff, at least. It's at somebody or something's expense. All right, can I start with a question? Yeah, what do you got? Do you guys think that we should add Obama to Mount Rushmore? I think we should add Captain Crunch, really. I've, well, I mean, what realistically, what has Obama done for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch has provided a many a good morning. <laughs> um, why don't we start, Michael? Could you outline your maybe emotional state at the beginning of the project and how that's kind of changed over the course of it? I think my emotional state at the beginning was um, it was a lot of excitement and optimism, and um, it was a very volatile time, like a lot of roller coaster emotions. Um, it was a more fast-paced, chaotic lifestyle, so I think it led to that. Um, and then, obviously, I took a break from like a lot of the activities, <clears throat> just like a lot of activities in general. I just took a break from like a ton of stuff and uh, spent a lot of time like just working. So that was boring. My my um, emotional state was like pretty stable and like bitter and sad. And then um, later on, I started feeling a little bit better. And, um, now I'd say it's like, you know, relatively stable. Um, though only really bad times are when there are problems with the stream really bothers me. Do you ever feel any like resentment for the stream and what like you have to do to keep it up? No, I only feel resentment like in terms of of in this year, I only feel resentment for the externalities that cause the stream to have problems Mm -hmm. and do you ever feel at all like overwhelmed by uh, like do you ever have a moment of like near like kind of like anxiety attack of just like maybe something goes wrong with the stream something else goes wrong in your life and you're just like so overwhelmed like you don't want to deal with either of them you know I don't know if I necessarily have moments like that I like I have times when I'm if I'm fixing the stream then um, and things are still not working that's like you know, obviously I'm panicked as I'm like trying to figure out and like, yeah, you know, A is not working, B is not working, C, there's problems like, 
like right now I'm a little bit panicked because there's a, there's an audio problem that I don't know how to fix. And if I had to replace that piece of equipment, like as soon as I could get it, it would be like the 28th. So I don't really know how I'm going to fix that. Um, and how does that affect your like view of the stream? The fact that, cause it, it is, you know, all encompassing. That's part of the point. So having problems with it is also part of that uh, experience of doing it. So does that kind of, do you think that it having those problems undermines it at all? Or is it part of the thing as a whole? Honestly, at this point, it's part of the thing as a whole because that's where technology is. But in a perfect world for this project or in like a few years, then it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a part of it. Like all the hard parts would be relational and privacy based. You said, um, that you're, you're, uh, in a more relatively stable place and the only things that kind of upset you are stream related. Does that mean come January 1st that you think you're going to be with that with no stream to like have to handle and all that stuff? Do you think it's going to be even better for your mental health? Yeah, I think immediately at least like I think that I mean, it might sound like a joke because this is kind of feels like a big vacation, but I think that I need a vacation from the stress of like dealing with that all the time. Um, uh, do you, Ethan, does any of that trickle over to you? I mean, obviously, the problems with the stream probably aren't as important to you as they are to Michael, but do you still, uh, does some of that weigh on you as well? Yeah, I definitely can't interact with Michael in the same way I can if he's having problems with the stream. Not only is uh, are our conversations worse, but also there's like this small incentive for Michael to not have like an important conversation about it while there are problems with the stream or while he's uneasy about it. So most of our communication in that time is like just not super effective. And then like if things like that line up with me being stressed or stuff, like bad moods carry over, like there's like a small like grudge thing that carries over days or something like that from like unpleasant interactions. And so that aspect definitely carries over. I really don't like it when Michael has problems with the stream because it affects like how we interact as would like if Michael had a bad day at work, if he worked a normal job and he came home, it would also be bad. So it's not just stream related, but since the stream does have like a lot of technical shortcomings at this point, I think it happens more often than other types of things if this makes any sense when the stream has problems <clears throat> I'm like trying to solve them. I almost just try and press like a pause button on everything I'm doing. Right. I think I was getting that vibe from what Ethan was saying. Yeah, that's true. When you are alone, um, does it feel like you're in private or does it feel, do you still feel the weight of the stream being there? <clears throat> I think for the most part, it, it feels like I'm in private. And, does it ha so it has the same effect of like for me i need to like decompress a little bit and and be by myself and and that doesn't isn't affected by the stream i mean <clears throat> actually it might not be i mean it's like it's almost privacy it's like it's more privacy than if i was here with you guys without the stream you know what i mean right 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 um did so it, did, did it take you a little bit of time to like like when it first started, and yeah, granted there weren't that many people watching, but it, did it take some getting used to knowing that people were watching versus now I'm sure you don't care at all? Yeah, I used to feel bad if I would like ignore chat or if I would just 
not answer what people were saying. Uh, was there a tipping point there where like there was one day where it was like, okay, now this is too much? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, the gradually I, I started to realize that like in a lot of situations, social situations was the first step. I was like, all right, I have to prioritize that first. Um, but when I was doing a lot of painting and I, then the, my life was like, like pretty lame and that wasn't that fun, then I was like, you know, I have to uh, just kind of do what's in front of me. I was like, there's there's not an option for me to be both like putting all my energy into chat and that. So I was like, just deal with what's going on. Do you think that um, participating in the chat so much uh, affects the integrity of the stream at all? That's a good question. Yeah, I think that, I mean, in a way it makes it like a project that doesn't have any, I mean, that that does have like outside influences, so it's not, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that the way that I've handled it is I've, I've lived my life in a normal way, but also I, I just live my life in a normal way without ignoring the fact that I'm live streaming my life. Well, I mean, if, if it almost seems like it might be, it might be even worse to completely ignore it because doing the stream is part of your life. So you, you know, you can't really, other than the fact, other than not telling anybody that you're doing it, somehow having a hidden camera and like, you know, there's no way that you're, that it's not going to affect your life. Like as we've seen, um, just going around New York with you that it, we're constantly getting, or I mean, you're constantly getting hassled, um, about it. Although people are really understanding surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, uh, didn't really run into anything. Right. I mean, well, nothing that didn't get solved. Right. It was all kind of like silly, uh, like f just people that were more confused than, than upset. Can I ask Ethan the same question? I guess asked Michael that, um, did you, what, like, did you have to get used to knowing that you were, I mean, you were on the stream probably more than anyone this year besides Michael, of course. Um, did you have to get used to, did it take some getting used to knowing that people were watching? Did your behavior change at all? Or did you kind of just always work just cool with it? I was holding that burp in for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to answer that question, um, being on the stream, being on camera actually for me puts a little bit of pressure on me to be goofy, but so does being with people. I guess it was a little extra incentive at first, definitely. Like if you go back to those first streams when I moved out there, I was definitely more goofy. And I think that had something to do with being on the stream, but it also had something to do with not interacting with Michael for a while. So I was really like thriving in our relationship. I would say that when it comes to the chat thing you guys brought up, like the interacting with chat and the integrity of that, I definitely think that it's almost unavoidable to go to chat for affirmation at some times. Like earlier today, I, I noticed this and made a mental bookmark of it. After I did the robot stuff, I wanted to see the chat to see what people had to say about me doing this robot stuff. Definitely. I've found and, myself doing the same thing too. And I've noticed it with you guys, actually. I've noticed that you guys will like, like to go to the chat. Like you bring up the chat sometimes in conversations. And I feel like with most people, they want to know what people have to say, especially when they first get on the stream. And then as time goes on, you get a lot more used to it. So I think it's like most things where once you've been around it enough, you come down to normal like over time. Do you know what's really funny is that I think maybe we asked you or maybe it was his mother. We asked like, 
something along the lines of like did you like what did you think about being on the stream did you like watch yourself back and like kind of and they're like no 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 absolutely not i don't remember if that was you or beth but i i mean experiencing us on the stream these this week I had zero desire to go back and watch anything. Oh, really? I I kind of want to. I'm really I, okay. So maybe I am not like I don't really care. Like if everyone hated me in the chat and like no, I'm not talking about chat. I'm talking about I know. just watching it. Well, I'm just saying like even if I looked really bad or I was like not acting in a way that I liked, I still want to watch it. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I maybe that's just like a little bit of a narcissistic tendency in me, but and I'll I'll, I'll bring this back to us again about. I told you, or I, I mentioned in previous episode that it is kind of nice that they that you two have this kind of like year documented that even if you guys in the future go your separate ways, maybe stay in contact or still really good friends, but maybe on other side of the planet, whatever it is, you still have this year to go back to and all these great memories. And I feel like that now, and like I was trying to think like, oh, like oh, the fun we had on this trip, like it's all there, it's gonna yeah. be there. That's gonna that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, um, on a smaller scale, anyway, you know, compared to what we were talking about, right. Um, so at this point, Ethan, you said, I mean, you kind of don't act very different or anything. And when the stream ends, um, Michael, obviously Michael will be gone. There's, you know, there, there's a lot of things changing in your guys' lives, but, um, will let's say Michael was staying there. Would not having the stream affect your life in any way? I actually think either way is going to affect my life in some way. I think I've gotten kind of used to. The idea of my life or most of my interactions becoming content, which is something I really enjoy. And I think it actually gave me an excuse to not create my own stuff or like want to create my own stuff because I had this and I thought this is such a cool form of content. Like this is way better in terms of genuinity than anything I could produce. And so it was really nice. It was kind of an excuse for me not to make my own stuff. But there will be no content coming out in an audience like wanting content. And so I think there will be a lot of pressure on me to make more content out of anything. So I think that I might act on that impulse a little bit. I'm not entirely sure, but. Gotcha. Um, so what are some of the more meaningful moments um, or experiences that you guys have had uh, because of the stream? Obviously, there's things that have happened during the year that have nothing to do with the stream, but uh, that's something that specifically happened because of the stream. We got a dog because of the stream. So you guys wouldn't have done that otherwise. Yeah, it was Toby's dog. Oh, yeah. right, right, true, yeah. I'd say February was a lot more meaningful than it would have been without the stream. Both of us took valuable lessons away from that, both of us in different time, but I think February would have kind of been a little more brushed off, maybe hidden in our memories if it weren't for the stream. Do you think that um, the behavior would have continued for longer? Uh, maybe we should clarify the behavior real quick. It was like binge drinking, being ridiculous, testosterone pumped idiots, kind of uh, not caring about anything. I figured maybe we should throw that out there yeah, because so February <laughs> is just a month. Well, as opposed to now. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I don't know if that behavior can really continue forever, but I think Michael was having a lot of problems with the stream, wasn't doing the project the way he wanted to, wasn't time stamping, and that among, uh, as well as the relationship tension that was building was what got him to leave Bloomington. And so I'm not sure if the behavior would have continued perpetually. I think we both had kind of end dates for that, mm -hmm. but I think the stream was a big factor in that. 
You got anything to add, Michael? Yeah, I would say that it was going to... I would have taken a break regardless, but it was more about, like, whether that was a a permanent change or not, Mm because once I was taking a break, that's when I looked back, and that's when I was like, oh, you know, I actually don't know if I want to do that again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that the project caused the behavioral change, but maybe facilitated or uh, expedited. Yeah, and maybe cemented. Uh, Right, okay, yeah, yeah, excellent. Do you think a trip like this is more meaningful if it's on stream? More meaningful? I mean, I think that if you were talking about meaningful experiences, this trip has got to be like in the conversation, probably top three. Cool. I wasn't fishing or anything, but like (laughs) top three. What the fuck else is there? (laughs) I would say that February and dog one were good. Yeah. And also when we fed Harley, uh, (laughs) that fish. No, not the fish. The uh, eggnog. Eggnog. That was huge. People thought you were, you were, you guys were drunk. Yeah. I was. I had like three glasses of eggnog. Yeah, I was hammered off eggnog and uh, <laughs> I think hoverboard. Si- Simon texted me and he was like, "Well, because I watched it for two seconds and I all I heard was eggnog." I was, I think, I w- was I on my way home? I don't remember. And why would I know that? Oh right, <laughs> we're playing. Yeah, we're playing this off like you don't live with me. Um, <laughs> why would I know oh, that you're shit. on the way home if I lived with you? Cut okay. that out. Um. Yeah, and I remember turning it on. I was like walking in my car from somewhere, and I heard eggnog, and I heard you like freaking l- losing your mind, more so than I've heard in a long time. I was like, "Oh shit, are they fucking drunk?" And I saw something <laughs> a comment in the chat, something about like, oh, "Are they drunk?" And I was like, "I texted Brian, I, like, I think they're drunk." Yeah, well, you guys are just being extra silly, though. I think. Yeah, it was funny. Um, so, do you guys have any uh, expectations for what the project? might look like or uh wh- what kind of experiences you would have or what what the community would be like and were any of those expectations met or um you know flipped over do you want to answer that first yeah um i actually uh kind of expected something similar of the audience i expected it to be a better youtube audience than uh most other channels i actually didn't have much much exposure to the live stream communities or any irl streamers so i didn't really know what the community was like there but i kind of expected it to not blow up in like subscribers or views but to blow up in like engagement especially like percentage wise i thought that people would really get wrapped up around it when we first talked about it michael actually uh didn't want to have a chat he was going to stream it without a chat. He's like, I don't know if I could handle a chat. That would be a lot of interaction. And I was telling him, like, you have to have a chat. That is going to be, like, one of the biggest proponents of this project. And so I think I kind of predicted that correctly. Yeah, you were right about that. Well, I mean, there's pros and cons, right? I mean, like, pros being that you have uh, more involved people. It's easier for – it's more accessible for new people because there's the helpful nature of the chat. But on the other hand, like we were talking about before, it – will inevitably affect uh affect you yeah Uh, yeah. that was the so i I I always i mean if that was the case if there was no chat it's obviously possible that there would still be a uh like a following whether it be like a subreddit or something like that but it would obviously be way less i mean like you said like new people coming and being what is this there that happens all the time i see that all the time yeah also if we didn't have a chat we wouldn't have friends like naomi or uh toby or josh i don't think we would because a lot of the first interactions at least that i had with those people were through their Mm -hmm. engagement and chat so what do you think that those relationships will be like um after the stream ends i think that that depends on 
um, the people and like if they want those relationships to continue or not. I mean, how much of your relationships with them, though, uh, revolve around the stream and what's going on in the stream and things like that and how much of it is personal? Let me make this comparison to when you quit a job and you want to, oh, we're, I love this coworker. Let me like definitely be friends with them after I leave my job and then maybe you hang out with them for a couple of times after. Or maybe you don't and or definitely you don't because that never happens. Or, I mean, it happened with me and then I realized all we were talking about was work and then we never hung out again. Right. Um, it, yeah, it works out zero percent. That's my example. I think, uh, I actually talk about this a lot. It's, I call it like friends by proximity and I've had a lot of those in the different places I've lived. And I think if I were to guess, I'd say Michael is definitely less likely to have the same friends by proximity in the case of the stream than someone would in the case of work, because these are like-minded people with similar values, like he said before. And so I'm not saying that he definitely would be, they definitely would stay friends forever. But I think the similar values thing is what creates like a real friendship. And I think that that exists more so in the stream than in a workplace. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think that's true. Can I ask you even a question? (laughs) Yes, you may. One of my questions? Oh, sure. What was your favorite trip that you took to the East Coast this year? (laughs) Just one of them. I think I might have had a layover on the East Coast (laughs) on the way to uh, Southeast Asia or Europe. Yeah, I had a layover on my way to Europe, so that one was pretty nice. That was just a bathroom bathroom stop? (laughs) (laughs) You made them land the plane. (laughs) (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) This is my new favorite joke. Fuck the Indian joke. This is the best one. Okay, all right. Let's walk it back a second. Uh, how well would you guys say that your fans know you? Um, not the ones that you communicate with necessarily, but the strangers who spend a lot of time there. How well do you think they know you at this point? It's it's hard to say because if I don't talk to them, I don't know. But I've had situations where people reach out to me and say, I've been watching this for X number of months, and then they recommend like a book to me, and they're like, the way that you thought about this was this, and I'm like, whoa. You definitely see things the same way I do. So so usually you're saying it pretty well. It Yeah. I've seen examples of it being pretty well. But What about you, Ethan? I actually think that a lot of the viewers on the live stream don't know me super well. I think they know, like, sides of me. Sidekicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think they know me extremely well in terms of, like, getting to know a well-rounded version of me. So they see kind of one side of you, basically. Yeah, not, I don't, not I, it's, side, not that, it's not that they only have one side to see, but there's one side that's definitely, like, emphasized, and that would that carries over to, like, their impression of me. I don't know how well somebody can know me without being around me. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of a lot of things come from, like, silence and body language and things like that. And if you don't have that, which... I don't really think I have much of with the stream. It's harder for you to get to know someone. Well, I mean, it's interesting because a lot of, you know, a lot of the stream you're seeing Michael's like arms, you know, whereas for you, you can see your whole body. You can see your body language. uh, You can see your facial expressions. So some of that might be um, better signs and codes to 
maybe get to know you. That's why I was curious. Let me here. throw a little sociology out there. Front stage, backstage behavior. We talked about this. Maybe we didn't. Maybe it's just the pilot. Yeah, no, we did. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, we did. While we're seeing Michael's front stage and backstage behavior, generally, if uh, the only time we're seeing Ethan is obviously when Michael's there. Right. So, my, you know, whether Ethan knows it or not, he's going to be... Well, we have this performative nature on it. We're not performative, but he's going to be performing this front stage behavior of I am now friend of Michael. Right. Well, every Michael mode, everybody acts different when they're in different situations. You act different at work than with your family, than with your friends. So we only get to see the Michael Ethan. Um, We don't get to see. Yeah. The Davy Ethan or the Ethan behind closed doors by himself. Right. Or the legends or whatever. When I when if I imagine the camera being on like the chair of the desk across from my desk, when I'm working on stuff, then I would say they probably would get to know me very, very well because I think that that is like the component that the live stream does not see very much of. They see Michael coming into my room at like 6 a.m. and I'm like, I don't want to talk right now. Like, <laughs> just leave me alone for the rest of the day, which does not really give any insight to the situation, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, do you guys think that uh, obviously we've had some people some of our friends who are worried about this but do you guys see the archives as having any effect on your future uh maybe career ambitions or you know things of that nature yeah for sure uh i've kind of talked to michael about this before i kind of had this revelation at some point i think or this change of mind where i sort of decided that if someone were to watch some video of me doing something and they decided he did this and I can see it and therefore we should not hire him, then I don't know that that person and me would, that person and I would get along well in a workplace. I think that somebody can see something or if I tell somebody everything I've ever done is on the internet, pretty much everything bad, everything good. My behavior is totally shown on the internet and they saw it. They, saw the bad sides of me and they thought that's not good but people do things and that doesn't take very much away from what could be good in this situation i think that that would provide a really good work relationship between me and someone but uh, on the other hand um there are many employers that might be okay with your behavior but just not the recording of it. So you could lay out all of the things that you did and they might be like, that's cool. Just don't do it here. Like as long as you're professional here, that's fine. But the fact that it's archived makes it a little different um, because other people. So like, I, like I know a friend who got a job doing cocaine with, and then the guy hired him right now. That's different than if the guy saw him do uh, on video doing cocaine on YouTube, right? Like those, so it's not necessarily the behavior so much as it is the availability of it. Are you saying that the problem is that if it's on video, then it could be associated with the employer? Right. Or, yeah, it's just an unnecessary risk. They're, I think they're going to be intrinsically linked at some point if you are a long-term employer, employee of a company and then suddenly these videos of you. Have to, I mean, think of, look at people who are like, oh, there's this... This like video came out of this thing, person doing this horrible thing, but then it was five years ago, and they weren't even working for the company, but they still try to get them fired from the current job, right? You know? And now the the new the comp the current company who had nothing to do with the five year old behavior, were like, oh okay, like we're distancing ourselves. As opposed to a workplace, let me put this in the context of electing a president. 
people like let, let me get your guys's opinions if you were to hear about a president doing something like, like this president someone by the pussy or... no no like th- this president has an instagram picture of him with four other dudes holding handles of vodka when he was 21 right and somebody posted that and it was like an attempt at libel how would that affect your opinion of the president or the president candidate well me not at all but that wouldn't be true of I don't. My, I, th- I think at this point, it, like that doesn't even. That's not even going to mean anything anymore. Well, it's, it's so that, timid. I feel like. Agreed, but the president is a job that people get to vote on, whereas in the private sector, it's um not. That's not quite the same thing. Well, I bring this up because I think that that's the way the world is going. It's like these small instances where things are recorded. People understand that everyone has done things, and if you haven't done things, there's probably something wrong with you. No, I agree. And I, so I think that like maybe a 45 year old might not hire me like a 45 year old with this conservative view of like media and stuff. They might not hire me because they're recordings of me doing stuff. But I don't think I would get along with that people, that person, because right. I don't think we're like minded. Well, but the, the question really is like if you have a stack of applications, like let's say you have 20 people that you're working with and 19 of them don't have everything they've done bad on the Internet and they've done worse things than you. You know, it's just like, well, why even bother with looking at the 20th one? And again, I I agree with you and I I do think that you're right. And I also don't think that it's that big of a deal and it will affect you. But um, that would be the framework by which you would uh, look at this scenario. You know, I genuinely genuinely believe that my application will never get hired over somebody else's. I'm always going to have to meet people in person to have any advantage anyways. So I guess that's the only counter argument I have to that. Fair enough. Michael, you have any? Any thoughts? You think it can affect you negatively in any way? Yeah, I think it would affect me negatively a lot. I mean, it's, I I said in the last one we were doing, like talking about ruining lives, like this this ruined a lot of potential lives I could have. Um, but they were all ones that I was willing to sacrifice. And like, there's there's no job with an employer that like I want anyways. Like, there's no career path that I'm gonna go down that this would close the door to. So okay. Cool. So some of the people that we talked to, um, can I ask a goddamn question? Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like it's like Brian and Ethan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're both just so aggressive because when when it's just me and Simon talking to somebody on the phone, we can make a lot of eye contact and like do like uh, you know what I mean, like do eyebrows at each other and stuff. Um, he was doing this a lot when we were talking to your mom. It was weird. <laughs> she started it. Some of the people we interviewed uh, thought that some of the negative comments and dishonest fans may have jaded your perspective. Um, do you think this is the case? Could you clarify my perspective on what? Brian, why don't you clarify that? Yeah, here we go. Okay, now I can ask my question. <laughs> um, so they kind of seemed under the impression that some of the negative feedback or just negative uh, attitudes of some of the people in the chat sort of made you, I think one of the, somebody used the word withdrawn um and less open uh and maybe kind of marred some of your uh optimism that you seem to uh, be able to hold yeah i think that a lot of the optimism that um (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) we were doing this in the beginning too (laughs) uh if i was holding any optimism or like if i was holding optimism then um it was only like in the face of what i think is the like overwhelmingly overall negative reality of the project, which is that like your reputation is going to get twisted. Like there's no doubt about it. It's going to be, and for some groups of people, you're going to be Hitler. Like I'm going to get Hitlerized. You know what I mean? At some point. And uh, you got the hair for it. 
<laughs> um, is it going to turn into me roasting everybody? And so I think that the, uh, like, when I see aspects of that, like my expectation for it, which I think is right, I think my expectation for what's going to happen is right. Um, and when I see aspects of that happening, like, you know, people who are close to me starting to like get swayed by like someone's chat in the comment or someone's chat thing, and then it's like a snowball effect of like you don't even remember what the original event was all of a sudden. That and the, again, like total microcosms of that effect. But when I see that, then it's like it's just confirming the the reality that. I would expect to happen. Right. It's like when people have um, a really shitty like dog eat dog uh, worldview and then somebody fucks them over and they're like, yep, I'm right. And that's why I'm never going to be a good person because like exactly what I thought was going to happen is going to happen. Um, there's yeah. a little bit of that. I mean, I, I, yeah, but it's not like that. It's not like I'm like, oh, like now I'm mad. Like it's I started the project and I. I know enough about media and the internet to know what happens if you do something like this. And so it's not like a grand, like social philosophy. I feel like, but, but do you think it has made you, uh, less willing to be vulnerable, maybe in new relationships or to, yeah, like give more of yourself or let, let people in, uh, easier. Um, like as if you're like putting up walls a little bit more than, uh, than before yeah that's interesting um in the very beginning of the year if if you guys watch that live stream man live stream announcement manifesto that was like peak vulnerability and my aim for the year was to be like a lot more vulnerable because um in the past i'd been like just so so secluded with my emotions and stuff that like no one ever knew what was going on you know and um i think i kind of tried to do that for like the first month and a half and then it's sort of like all the reasons that I was originally not doing that, like surfaced again. I was like, oh, oh, that's now I remember. That's why I didn't do that. And so I just kind of like reverted back in that way. Um, but that was life, not really the project. When you made that manifesto video, the manifesto live stream announcement video, and if you could get into that headspace again, what what in your mind do you think when you made that was the best case scenario for how this would all turn out versus the worst case scenario? I mean, I think ironically, what I have here, what's happened is close to the best case scenario because actually the worst case scenario was that, and this is my greatest fear with doing the project, was that it would go so well and it would be such an overwhelming success and I would realize everything that I wanted in life in the span of one year and then there would be no comparison to that afterwards. So you, your biggest fear was kind of having this be the peak of your life. Exactly, yeah. Um, so did you have any... Do you have any plans... Like, I know that your future looks pretty open now, but do you have any plans um, to try to uh, eclipse the heights that you've gone here? And I don't mean in the same space. I just mean, like, emotionally speaking. Could you explain more what you mean by that? Um, like, something else that feels uh, m like it has more value or more meaning or that, like that you'll look back on and be like, that was the best thing. I this ever was did. rewarding. Right. That was the most rewarding thing I did not. So in the way that you thought this project would be your peak, do you have any um, like ideas or plans for what the next peak or might be? Yeah. I mean, I don't have any ideas that I think are bigger than this one, but I would 
be surprised if I didn't come up with something better. I mean, I came up with this when I was like 21 and like super drunk all the time. So do you see um, you continuing in the space of either uh, like video content or of just being kind of a personality and those two being separate? Like you could be either behind the camera or in front of the camera and not doing any of the technical aspect or not, not a camera at all or writing or, you know, whatever, but just being, I mean, I think I'll keep making projects. Um, but the the only thing I would say is that like, kind of like the reason that I thought that this year was going to be so successful is cause like this one, um, I feel like it's something so big that, that, tons of people would just happen to be really interested in. And so while it's something that like I'm passionate about and I think it's a genius idea for a project, I think it would just line up with something that like millions of people would want to watch. Mm -hmm. And clearly that wasn't exactly the case. Um, But I think that maybe some of my future projects might not have that same potential. So what do you think would happen if it did reach those heights after uh, the stream ended? Like all of a sudden it's over and now let's say ABC news, you know, picks it up or something. Um, and now it's a, a global thing where now now the, all the archives are getting hundreds of thousands of views. Uh, how do you think that affects your life? I haven't given that much thought because I think that it would probably depend on what I'm doing at the time as well. Like if I wanted to have a lot of publicity and then there was publicity, then like probably a good thing. But I think there's a chance that like if that happened, then I might just want nothing to do with it. I mean, let's say it happened in february or march or, yeah, yeah you know but let's say it let's say it happens in march like do you use that momentum for to parlay into something else or are you going to kind of stick with like okay like i'm still done with that for for a while i want to explore you know uh, relationships and stuff yeah i think that I, again i probably wouldn't be able to say just because i'm like not totally sure what i'm gonna do but i probably wouldn't have the biggest motivating factor for what i do next be like whether or not I have a wave of like momentum. I also, I also yeah. think that if Michael were to be streaming during that time because he wanted to return to the audience or because he realized he liked it, that momentum might affect him positively. But if Michael's not streaming at the time or not planning on streaming, then a wave like that isn't real fanship. It's not like what the project is about. Usually it might bring more real fans, but that's kind of like the NSFW wave that came where it was a lot of people interested in the project but that's interest that's clicking on a david dobrik video that's not being interested in the project and michael as a whole you know right that's just one very specific aspect of it michael i have a i have a question for you are you more sure of your personality maybe relating to your personality projected to other people but also just your image of self after this project than you were before this project because of the fanship you've gotten because of the people who like genuinely appreciate who you are or at least seem to I don't know about that I don't know if it's like fanship but I would say that the fact that the community is a good place like makes me feel better about who I am but you know that only goes to a certain extent um what do you think will happen to the community? I think, I don't know if you mentioned it, Simon, on the podcast or not, but you were talking about how like after TV shows are over, then there's people who 
they still talk about the TV show and they might do like re- rewatching parties and stuff. Um, I mean, if it's good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's obviously not the same as if the material's coming out and like <clears throat> everyone's talking about it and looking forward to the next one in the series. But I have no idea. I mean, if the project gets a lot more attention, then the community would probably get to a size that it hasn't been before, regardless of the fact that the project's over. I could see someone taking all this stuff, like taking all the videos you have on YouTube and arc, like making it like week one and just doing making it two, three hours long of like the things. Because mm-hmm. you obviously don't need to see all eight hours of you sleeping. You don't need to see you at your computer for six hours of the day. But they Or you pouring fucking cereal over your goddamn milk like <laughs> a crazy person. Right. I think there's a there's a real possibility that someone could potentially edit all those weeks down into and somewhat easily digestible hundred plus hours, hundred couple hours, you know, and then suddenly you've got like we're doing the rewatch party, like have week one done this week, and it's three hours long or something, you know. It could almost be like episodic, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could build a dark out of it maybe or something. Yeah. Holy shit, let's do it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's. What... <laughs> um. Okay, let's let me ask you this. Uh, knowing what you know now, um, uh, you're near the end nearing the end of course uh what would you do differently now if you were starting this next year and i mean that in a technical sense and i mean that in kind of the emotional headspace sense as well i think it's a better question if i were to do it like this coming year like what i do differently okay um because i mean it's it's hard to say like go back and change the past because I, I like the lessons that i learned from doing it the way i did but um i think the biggest thing is immediate things like I know better ways to set up the modems so that they don't overheat um, keep the software on the live view unit up to date so that the USB modems aren't useless carry both batteries at once rather than switching have backups of the equipment download the streams like a lot of practical stuff probably um, Ethan do you have any answer to that question of things I would do differently or things I would give Michael advice for? Or oh, let's say, let's reframe it as if you were starting a live stream um, at like next week. First of all, I would never do that in the scope that Michael did. But okay, good answer. <laughs> the answer is nope. <laughs> I don't usually say it that way to people in the chat because I don't want to just be dismissive, but I would never live stream my entire life. I don't think that's dismissive. I think if anything that speaks to the bravery and um, perseverance that um, that Michael has. It's not an indictment on you or live streaming. It's, if anything, a compliment to um, Michael's ability to maintain such a thing. And those are both attributes that I severely lack. There is one, like, sometimes I'll ask people, or uh, when I talk to my friend Michael Bukurski, I would like ask him, you know, what would you do differently with this project? And his most common answer was, I would have a schedule. I would have an agenda so that everyone knows what's going to happen when. And um, I mean, he'd like post a schedule, you mean? Right. Okay. Do you think that's a reasonable uh, thing to uh, adhere to? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is I think it's almost meaningless to uh, ask that question to someone who's not going to do it or who hasn't done it because like trying to understand like how to do that within the scope, like the... <laughs> No, yeah. go for it. Go for it. Yeah, it's it's just really hard to uh like envision what it's actually like to do it. And so trying to say how you would do it differently 
without doing it is really hard. Right. I mean, and that's why we're asking you. I mean, that's kind of the yeah. insight that we want is like what what kind of stuff are we not even considering um, about the thing that uh, is most difficult or is most rewarding or, you know, like that this is the kind of information that we don't get from watching the stream that, you know. I feel like I have a little more firsthand witness of that than most people. Too. Definitely. That's why I would never live stream my life because I see it. Um, do you have any insights maybe uh, that people might not be getting from watching the stream? It's, it's an open question. I mean, okay. Do you, is there any, any sphere in particular that you mean like? Well, okay. I mean, how does it feel being uh, meaning so much to so many people? I mean, does it does the responsibility that you have to, or do do you feel any responsibility to live up to the expectations that they have of you? That's perfect. I wanted you to reframe the question in a way that was a little bit more complimentary towards me. So <laughs> I'm glad. Not enough about him tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ethan's a little talky, huh? <laughs> no, I'm. I've been the worst one, if anything. How much do I mean to people? Can you? Come on. Uh, I don't know. It's three hundred sixty-seven dollars worth. It just says sidekick here. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually I've got thought sidekick of this. underlined and bolded. Yeah. If I were, um, if I were live streaming my entire life, I actually wouldn't pee on camera. That's what I would do differently. Do and you, I've proven that. Do you mm. think that that's um, important? Like, if somebody else were to take up the mantle and do a live stream, and they weren't doing that, do you think that it is less? Uh, tr- less true and what what does that mean about um, doing a project like that um, I think that the idea of live streaming your entire life is a little bit up for interpretation so like some people might say that you should be showing like your text messages and emails you know um, so what made you draw that line uh, the main thing is like from the beginning it's just practicality like i'm not a tech guy and i i hardly like barely made this work as far as i have i mean it's it's breaking right now like um but then there are are like other people's privacy concerns that you have to think about too that's exactly what i was gonna say i think that's more so than the practicality of it is that that's immediately gonna be you know one's gonna talk to you right right yeah so okay so then what does but i mean even if i could do something like i show what i send without showing what they send or something like that okay so so what does adding the bathroom cam um, add to the project? Obviously, that was the idea from the beginning, but it wasn't there for so long. So why uh, do it? Yeah. Um, same reason. The only reason I didn't do it in the beginning was because I didn't know how to do it practically. Um, but the reason that I did it is because I don't really have anything that I am like physically withholding from the project. Um, there's no part of me that's like, I'm going to keep this from the project and like put that aside. Um, and so I guess part of it was wanting to display that. Like I, it, it doesn't matter to me. Like it, it's, it's no, it's no difference in my mind. If someone watches me poop and then watches me talk to my friends, like um, I've always said that I think it's, it's more startling and more interesting to me. The fact that I'm broadcasting my private conversations than the fact that I broadcast when I'm in the bathroom. Right, that should be the boring part, really, because it's uh, that's what we're all doing. It's completely uninteresting. Yeah. Um. So, but do you think it adds anything to the project having it there? Yeah, I do think it adds something. I mean, it takes away any potential for me to have privacy, or like, 
it takes away the potential for me to be going to the bathroom and like instead of showering like i don't know doing something else totally no that makes perfect sense so it's it's just kind of a mechanism by which to um make it clear completely that, legitimize yeah make it clear you're that you're not hiding anything from anyone yeah exactly um so in being so authentic and putting so much of yourself out there uh you know we talked about how there's been some negativity and how that you know makes how that that changes your uh general emotional countenance um like in your life uh do you think that it that that's a positive change like do you think that that's something that would have happened without the stream do you think that it's has affected you in a way that's going to last throughout your life in a negative way or um it's just kind of again like expedited what would have happened anyway like when we were talking about the drinking um or is this just a unique experience that's really uh, formative um in that sense I feel like that was a lot of parts of different questions in one question. Yeah, I tend to do that. I didn't know what my question was when I started my <laughs> sentence. Yes. <laughs> I figured I'd get to one eventually. I To be clear, I think that the negativity in the stream in general, which there actually isn't a lot of, but the negativity doesn't bother me. Like, if someone generally comes on, they're like, oh, like, you suck and you're stupid. Like, right. it doesn't bother me. But, um, yeah, it was just like, some, there's like really specific things that I kind of predicted. And then I was like, oh, that's what's happening. Mm. One uh, thing, okay, no, please. One thing we talked about early in the year. I feel like this was really early, like summer. So early for me when I came out was getting to know communities that we didn't know beforehand, and how that was one of the really valuable takeaways of this project. Uh, like one community that we got to know a lot better was uh, a lot of the gay community. We like there are people who we met on the internet who we otherwise would think like weird people if it weren't for getting to know them through the project. Right. And not know? because they're gay, <laughs> just to be clear, right? No, not not like not or because they're gay. Even you said not the gay community, but like, I do not wanna But like the like people with foot fetishes who hit you up and they're like, Can you send me pictures be- of my feet? Before this right. project I would absolutely one hundred percent be like, What the hell? This guy's a fucking freak. But now right. I I would never say it like that because for some reason I started performing really hard during that sentence. <laughs> but I now I would be like, nah, I'm not going to send you pictures of my feet. And it's like, I'm still open to a conversation with that person. And I don't know if Michael can say the exact same thing, but we talked about being more, we got to know communities we did, wouldn't have otherwise known. Yeah. And for me, um, if someone said like, could you send me pictures of my feet? Then I would tell them it's $20 a picture. Right. We would just take care of that on cash app. Right. And yeah, you keep sending them the pictures just of google images feet <laughs> they have no idea i think michael's gotten money for pictures of my feet actually <laughs> i know i have I mean, <laughs> it, sell, it sells better than the underwear honestly that hidden feet cam we put in both the bedrooms <laughs> yeah that's why i took all your socks to get extra feet footy <laughs> extra foot footy um a couple of people have said you kind of seem bored as the project nears its end um are you bored with it I think that I've gotten a lot out of it uh, that I wanted to get out of it. And so as far as actually having like the camera on my shoulder and stuff, um, maybe there's not as much like it's obviously not as new of an idea after I've done it for like 11 and three quarter months. Um, but I mean, I'm still having fun doing stuff like this. So do you think that not having it is going to be 
uh, more of a relief? Or are you going to miss the community and, and stuff like that? Well, let me let me ask you. Well, I mean, okay, obviously it'll be both. Can right? I, can well, I, I actually, I feel like I can speak to this a little bit. I think that there are opportunity costs that Michael has to give up for doing the project. Right. And those opportunity costs are becoming more of a cost as time goes on and he gets closer, like being able to look forward to privacy and things like that. Right. That's, it's right there. My pen? Yeah, that's I just wanted to I, let you know. That's not what I wanted. Okay. Well, I totally wanted. ruined that uh, little splice there. Yeah, you can keep talking. I'm just going to keep looking. I'm listening. Um, I'm going to put my jewel. Yeah, on. I have a question for you guys. Okay. So, oh, <laughs> did you just do that? Yeah. If you were to like make the project, well, it when you go, if you were to go to the bathroom and your, would you stream it? And mm -hmm. also, how effective do you think this project would be on your life? But do you also think that if this project were not to exist, media would move to it eventually? Well, I got a huge one, so yeah, I definitely. No, um, I was I was imitating your question earlier because my brain actually got lost during that question. I gave up too. on it. No, if you asked me what the beginning of the question was, I would not have been able to. Answer I can't it. tell you any part of that question now. I, I heard Michael's answer, oh, no. and I was like, "What is Dude, he answering?" Dude, I couldn't tell you any part of the last question that you asked, bro. Um, <laughs> something about pee. I don't remember. That was the point. <laughs> Wait, what was the question? Do we, do we have big dongs and we want to show them? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, the I question is it, like yeah. a bunch of questions oh, okay. that I linked together with the, butts and hands. The question was, tell me when to stop. Um, <laughs> what you did? I've been trying to use that joke since the first episode. That was, the, that was my first, when we were writing lists of questions for you, my first question is, how much? Um, <laughs> but Simon was like, you could just look on the thing. I was like, yeah, well, whatever. It'd be funny. Anyway, um, Simon, you got any questions? Yeah, I have a follow-up to that. Last one. <laughs> no, and I mean, how low do they, and how low do they have? <laughs> yeah, they touch the water. Um, Boy, this water sure is deep. <laughs> all right, but so, but so you know, like we said, you just kind of said you are kind of maybe a little bit gay. Not oh wait, no, sorry, I thought Ethan said that. My bad. You're like ten percent. <laughs> That's a good question, Simon. Did do you, you wanna, I mean, I'm, do you want to speak to Ethan's point? <laughs> yeah, I'll speak to on, it. dude. The 1090 thing that people have been bringing up like for <laughs> months and months. Okay. Yeah, we got it. That's have really funny. Our conversation with Toby in the living room when we lived in Marv's house. Yeah. You said like we were talking about like a percentage. You're like, oh, I'm probably 1090. And people have been freaking out about that 10% ever since. That is true. You guys seem to take special note of that question or of that of that response. Um. Well, we just thought that or at least I thought that. Um. Well, okay, it's obviously a large portion, not a large, I, whatever the portion is, of the people that are watching you uh, have a sexual interest. And so when you say something like that, it's provocative to that group of people. This is literally a verbatim what we asked him So, in the first interview. Well, I, make, I mean, I'm explaining okay. why. So that's, that's what we found so interesting about it is like why is clearly there's some antagonism there, whether or not that was the intention, that is uh, the result. Uh, that you're antagonizing that community in a, in a like just a little teasy kind of way. Antagonizing is a strong word, I think. Okay, so maybe teasing. Um, again, not that that was your intention, but so that that's why it makes it an interesting question. What was the question? Ninety ten. What's up? Um, <laughs> I guess that. Is <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bad phrasing, but that was great phrasing. I still don't understand the question. What does 10% mean? Thank How you. far are you willing to go? 
Um, I just can think, I make it twenty? <laughs> I think that um, I think it it was I I haven't heard a ton about it. I mean, I've heard like a little bit about it in DMs and stuff since then, but um, I the most that I've heard about it was from you guys in that <laughs> podcast interview. We were just repeating what other people were saying. That's, that's fair. That's funny. I actually, um, I remember listening to that and thinking, hmm, Michael kind of dodged that question. Yeah, I think that like the reason that um, it feels like something that I was surprised about how much you guys asked about it is because it seems like if I were to say like, yeah, I, I eat bread sometimes, like tons of other people eat bread and like, I don't know. It felt like just like a non-topic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, it, to us, it just seemed like it was, I guess, just like good content, you know, or just, it was just interesting content. Yeah. Um, That's almost one of the things, I mean, not that like I make an effort to hide anything, but I definitely tr- wouldn't want to like just i don't know i definitely want don't want to like flash around things that i think are shiny i want to be like look at my dangly keys and stuff um right so. yeah i mean there's a difference between hiding things and being 100 percent honest about everything right like you don't have to go around telling every single person every single thing that you think about them and that's not being dishonest yeah i had my period so. last week and it was super bloody yeah oh by the way my name's megan oh shoot i should not have said that name yeah. I just thought of a random female name. Oh, period Megan over here. <laughs> Dude, stop. <laughs> just end it here. Is there... I don't even know if that's a person. I don't know what I'm doing. You've you've done this. This is... The, <laughs> you reap the... What you've sown. I changed that name to Would Stacey. you consider yourself 100% straight? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. Um, Sounds like you're... Well, maybe 99. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't rule anything out, I guess, but I've never had any uh, inclination to um, participate in any gay activities. I don't know. I you think know, I like skipping, I guess, but I'm just 99. <laughs> WWE's kind of cool. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I honestly, I don't remember what my answer was to that question, but I think when I see like an attractive guy, I can I can be like, that's an attractive guy. Absol- like oh, there's yeah, a small absolutely. impulse of attraction there. Like I would never sure. want to like, I don't want to do anything like the idea of like a cut rock climber guy. Right. Like in me <laughs> kissing is like, right. Absolutely. I, I don't want that. Now, if it's his feet, <laughs> if he's kissing my feet, that's a little different bit of a story. But, well, but Har- I think that kind of Harley exists in most upset. people. I think like in the workplace, people are attracted. Like if you're attractive, you do better whether or not it's with guys or oh. girls. So I think that yeah. there, there's an element of that in ever in everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. This this brought up a question that uh, I feel like is really interesting. Michael, do you wish that more girls watched? Because you know how I I wish more girls watched for you. That is an interesting. I yeah. wish more girls watched so that way I right. could have the affirmation of girls watching. Right. Or and, and also, there's like nothing to gain from it. For also, me. like what would you um, if you were getting DMs from girls like you are from the guys like? What would that look like? Would would you be happy with that? Would you, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, obviously I don't know like really when it is a real girl or a fake girl, but um, if I get DMs from girls and they're like, "Wow, like this project is so cool," then it's definitely like affirming. Um, as far as watching, like it doesn't make a big difference to me, um, like what what gender you are, but 
yeah, if like an attractive girl is watching and she's like, man, this project is so cool. Like I want to meet you. And then like, yeah, I'm going to feel better about that. Um, uh, okay. So let's talk about the end of the project. Um, yeah. So, I mean, you, but like you said, you kind of were like, you kind of said you're like not necessarily bored with it, but like it is kind of old now, right? With like the whole backpack stuff and like well, the novelties, the novelties wearing off. You said, what are your feelings as you approach this end date? I mean, is there excitement? Are you preparing for some unexpected emotions? Maybe after turning the stream off, are you excited to turn it off? Yeah, I'm looking forward to having time doing literally nothing, um, even if it's only a little bit of time. You mean like the last year? <laughs> um, how many houses did you paint there have been other times in the year there, there are other times in the year where I was like I could probably be done with this project right now and I could turn it off but um, I think it was kind of a test obviously I said I was going to do it for a year and I think that completing the project for a year was just kind of a test of like alright like stick it out and see what happens you know you don't know what's going to you don't actually know what's going to happen the next few months like you can think it's going to be the same, but, um, and clearly that the, as the months go on, like things, more interesting things have happened than I expected. And so, um, I would be really disappointed in myself. I had turned it off early. Um, but it's also really hard sometimes. Like there, there are definitely really distinct points where I'm like, wow, I wish this project was over right now. And I wish I didn't have to keep doing it. Um, but then I, especially now I can think like, okay, I got like eight days left. Like I can, I can do it for eight more days unless of course all of my stuff is broken and then there's right. bigger problems. So does the, does the NSFW adding that stream, does that factor into the novelty at all of it's just another new thing that's, yeah. uh, keeps your interest? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. And, um, that was a really interesting thing to add. I think it would have probably been, um, a little bit more boring had I not added that. And is that like both the technical side of it of figuring out how to do it and what site to use and all that stuff, or is that just the doing of it? Mm, yeah, it would be a really small minority of the te- like of the interest being the technical stuff. Um, the the growth from it was the most interesting part because now there's, I mean, the community now compared to what it was before I added that is is pretty different in size and activity, and I think that's more interesting. It's cool my the most interesting thing that you've added to the project <clears throat> the most interesting thing that you've added to the project for me was the patreon actually i feel like that adds a lot of value to my experience even as like somebody who lives with you if you were to write a letter explaining yourself to someone that's really valuable and it's totally worth the 25 dollars for me that's like definitely been from the viewer standpoint of ethan that's been the most interesting thing you've added that spiced the project up I also I, I also think with the Patreon the ability to give some support in a uh, you know more uh, what's the word in a more tangible way uh, definitely helps with the community involvement and uh, the amount because it makes it more interactive and fans are able to feel more that they're a part of it um, and I I, th- I agree with Ethan that that was a really um, cool thing to do uh, and and definitely helped build the community and, and fan fan base stronger outside outside of the financial support you received from the patreon do you think that that added a lot of interest or value to the project like totally separate from people helping you live like you writing these letters do you think that added more responsibility than it did interest or do you think that added more interest than it did 
Yeah, I mean, it gave me a couple more things to do. Like the newsletter is, you know, it makes it a little bit more interesting, I guess. I reflect on things a tiny bit more. But I think one of the cooler parts is like it connected me to some people who, um, like I mentioned earlier, some people who watched for a while and didn't say anything. Like some of those people reached out via the Patreon and I've had some cool conversations and relationships start from that. Um, Do you have maybe an example of a relationship kind of along those lines? Not necessarily from the Patreon, but just something that... Uh, like obviously, you know, you have relationships with, you know, Shelby, Toby, you know, and Harley and all that, but what, what's one that maybe we don't know about? Um, like someone from the Patreon or, I mean, it could be from, from something else, but just somebody, uh, I'm saying like some, something we don't know about that you communicated with them, like purely online or something. We didn't see any of it, uh, in the stream but that you've developed a close connection or they helped you out in a way or, or you helped them out in a way or is, is can you give us an example of maybe um, a relationship that you formed like that? Uh, yeah, I could give you an example. One time my um, faucet, I broke my faucet in my bathroom, my bathtub, and um, some dude DM'd me and he was like, send me a picture of your faucet. Like, I think I can help you fix it. And then he told me how to fix it. And, um, then he, he later like sent me a letter and told me about how like he was like contemplating suicide and stuff. And like this, and he would watch the project in April when it looked like I was sad. And he was like, yeah, like you looked sad and I was sad. So it was, I was like hanging out with someone else who was sad. And, uh, so I guess that was, so, I mean, those kinds of very, uh, real, those kinds of very real relationships, um, and along with the ones like with Shelby and stuff like that. Uh, are you, obviously you know you said before it's going to be a relief to take it off, but is it are is is having those things out of your life or I mean obviously the people you've already met will still be there, but the fact that no one's going to be reaching out with, out to you trying to help fix your faucet or and you're not going you wouldn't make that connection um, is that at all like scary to you? Or are you going to do like is there does that fill an emotional void that you didn't know was there and then when it disappears are you going to be left um, somewhat like searching for a little bit of that. Um, I couldn't answer that perfectly until it happens, but I think that it's nice having those relationships. But if I had to guess, I'd say that um, those are gaps that will probably either be filled in by different relationships in my life, or like I won't know the difference after they're gone. I don't know. One of our friends is here, I think. Yeah, so she's. Not, I don't think she's very familiar with it at all. And okay. I think it'd be interesting to get a couple of questions all from right. a from a brand new stranger. Emmy, what do you think? What are your thoughts about the project? Uh, knowing nothing about it, obviously, or yeah. very little. I really don't know anything about it. Well, what do you think about like the meaning of it? Like, why do it? Like, what's cool about it? Stuff like that, you know. I think that. I mean, it's obviously like best in class, first of its kind. So there's something to be said about that. Um, I think that that's extremely interesting. I think it seems like it's taken you, I mean, you're here in New Jersey. That's pretty rad. Like you're not where you came from. So it's, you're traveling to great heights through this project. It seems like your origins were really interesting. Um, I don't know. I think it's, it's an incredible platform to kind of like hit human existence at its core. I mean, take that for what you will. Do you feel like you're the type of subject that, I mean, we're, we're, I mean, I've listened to it. I understand. I do. Um, 
listened to the, the podcast? I've listened to the podcast, yeah. What do you think of the podcast? I'm like the number one fan. <laughs> What's your the biggest? The number one female fan. <laughs> That's fair. James is the number one male fan. That's true. Yeah, that might be true. Um, yeah, definitely in the number one female bracket. Um, no. So what, what she thinks about the podcast is that she's the best one. <laughs> <laughs> it's really all about me. Um, this Very is my project He's a regular old Michael Gary over yeah, here. That, that's right. <laughs> Do you need a sleep mic soon? Do you need to take that with you? That's a joke. Probably, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I haven't watched too much of this stream and I apologize for that. <laughs> I get mad. It's not are good enough. We should, should we arrest <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. I don't really mind. Like well, really I don't even really. know who you are. So. <laughs> 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 You're the number one fan of the podcast. He's huh? like a sidekick. You haven't heard you don't my have to worry episode. about him. <laughs> I heard the mom episode. I really related to the mom. She's not the number one fan. I'm a bigger fan than her. I said number one female fan. There's like not a lot writing. <laughs> I'm 10% female. Oh, they're going to hate hey. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. As long as you never go on the stream, you'll never have to see anything. All right, so. good. Don't put me any closer to that little camera next to me. <laughs> That's actually what I was most curious about. I was like, how are they like functionally handling like the filming of this project, you know, like as they go along that's that's interesting how it's i mean Stop i'm saying seeing they, they're sitting yeah in front yeah of you. no well also it's not a they it's michael who handles things mm -hmm. and i just do silly stuff okay yeah but i mean this is really interesting that's this little little guy over here he's this like the wacky neighbor that shows up to advance the plot <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's like what are you doing here <laughs> <laughs> so much smaller than i thought you'd be <laughs> Yeah, it's the neighbor who's obsessed with the, like the branches growing into their lawn. Yeah, it starts the the conflict for the episode. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I think it's cool. I think it's it's one of the more interesting things that I've heard in a long time. So, um, do you think it has any like uh, meaning in any uh, either artistic sense or um, or any other sense, really? I guess. Or to add to that, uh, do you? think it's countercultural or cultural in forms of media do you think this is something that media is progressing towards or something that really stands out in the scope of media i mean i think currently it stands out in the scope of media um do i think that this is something we're progressing towards or becoming a technological society it's maybe something that we would look at going forward that we would be seeing people's lives play out like this i mean half of us are recording our lives on instagram consistently but just the parts that we like you know and that's what's interesting to me is like i am filtering out like i just went to a bar and it's like you're gonna see me and my friends and we're having a really good time and like we're playing this game and it's like it's just very specific to what i wanted to express and this is kind of like an unfiltered raw cut of of the whole gist of it you know and i don't know if i'd be comfortable sharing that broad of a spectrum so i think that anybody that's willing to do that has an interesting insight and kind of a bravery you know it's not easy to do especially in this we, we live in a society <laughs> <laughs> but like is there is there a there there like is there something that is more than that about it is, is there something is it like monumental in any sense i'm sure um, it is going to be monumental why not no one else has done it that's the question yeah that's the answer Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a question. You're, yeah. you're you're very much like kind of tuned into social media more than anyone else that I kind of know, and I mean that not in a negative way. Do you think that there is a? <laughs> she just invalidated that totally. Um, <laughs> she, she knows exactly what he means. Yeah. Um, do you think that? And this is something we've talked about a little bit in previous episodes. Do you think that there is a future in more people doing something <laughs> like this? 
ignore that what just happened <laughs> um do you think there is a future in people kind of lot live streaming their whole lives you think more people are going to kind of do it eventually i don't know i mean i think that enough people will eventually see this and and take with it you know what they will from from the experience but i don't know that like enough people are bold enough to yeah. want to share it all i think we're just such a culture of wanting to present that like best of ourselves you know mentality and social media gives us the option to do that it's like it's filtered and there's cuts and and there's stories and there's like all these different methodology for us to be as like concise as we want to be so i don't know that a lot of people that i've come across in my field in new york city and fashion and like all these things that i've done are bold enough to kind of show it all you know but like i mean maybe i mean maybe there are people that are will follow suit eventually and would that be cool for you would you want that or do you want to like kind of separate yourself as being the one who does this yeah i don't know if i feel either way about like wanting that but i did this project because i thought that other people would do the exact same thing Mm -hmm. so you'd be excited to see somebody i wouldn't be surprised you wouldn't be surprised i think it i mean it definitely might happen that you have a following you know and is it impossible to do it's like no people could potentially replicate this but I mean, either way, you'd be the first one. You also said you were going to write a book on how to do it. Like, that was one of the things you were considering doing. So it seems like maybe Wait, really? even sub- subconsciously. Yeah, I'm doing that. Cool. Maybe even subconsciously you want to encourage it. Yeah, well, I mean, I know how to do it now, like, for the most part. And it's also it's going to get easier. Like, when technology is easier, more people are going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're going to do closer things to it. Um, but, yeah, like, I feel like... I feel like it's going to happen and I have the ability to make that like easier for a lot of people. So maybe that would be nice. Did you have an end date to this? Does it go on and on forever? It goes for 365 days for a year. How close are you to that? Eight days. Holy shit. Whoa. Okay. So to the end of the year, you started on the first day of the year. That's very significant. Yeah. So this is it. Wait, why do you think it's more significant? I mean, <laughs> like how are you feeling this oh you, this you has mean been a long oh, amount okay, of time okay, like yeah. you're towards the end like no i thought that you were saying it's significant because i started on january 1st. i mean that's definitely significant that you planned enough ahead to okay. like know that this was the date that you were starting on and now it's a full like it's a calendar year it's yeah, trackable yeah. you know i thought it was significant too because 2019 rhymes with live stream Wow! Never thought of Boom. that. Illuminati. Wow, we didn't it. even put that in our working titles. The 2019 live stream. Wow! I'll put yeah. five dollars down that Michael's going to make that rhyme in his next rap album. <laughs> is there a next rap album? Can tell you now. There is. Oh come on! <laughs> Can't share everything. Where is there going to be a finale episode? Where are you going to be? Like, is there going to be glitter? It's not really episodes. Do you mean for the podcast? Yeah, like what is the this final This is the scene? finale episode. This is the, I mean, this is the second to last. This is like. No, the, this is going to be the last one, I think. Well, maybe for you guys, but like for the end of the live stream. Oh, yeah, well. Is there going to be like confetti? <laughs> I, I do my own solo episode for your podcast. <laughs> I think you should. That you should. Awesome. It should be like you in a dark room. Yeah. Echo, echo, echo. Do you is think, it, are you asking you about the live stream echoes? or are you asking about yeah. the podcast? Yeah, the I want to sh- know. I mean, don't tell us how it concludes because, but I will hope you plan something extravagant. Yeah, you can tell her about next week. Michael. Go ahead, Simon. Well, what, what I'm talking about the hostel pass thing? it over to me? What hostel? Cool. Take so, it where are you going? I mean, why don't you, why don't you <laughs> really take this one? Currently, honestly, possibly, not really though, but irresponsibly debating <laughs> maybe going back to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> but probably not. Probably not. You probably are. I probably am not. 
But no, they're doing an open hostel at their house when they get back. So it's anyone who wants to go down who's been a fan of the thing can just stay with them oh until the new gosh. year. Which I think you have like, what, five or six people coming? Yeah, I think so. That's cool. And is that just the out-of-towners or is that everybody? Um, yeah, that's people like flying in or like coming so from a distance. just the people flying in. Yeah, because I'm sure like Shelby and Josh and like I'm sure Toby will come. So those people are all close. That's very cool. Yeah. Are you doing like... You want to go to Texas with me? I've never been. You want to go to Texas with me next week? <laughs> Just bucket it. Let's go. <laughs> are you bucket? Are you doing anything like Emily said? I mean, obviously on New Year's, I'm sure you'll do something. But yeah. um, is there? Do you guys have any? Not to necessarily that you have to say what those are, but do you have any crazy like, you know, light fireworks, like whatever kind of thing? I think I'm probably gonna do the exact same thing that I did to start the year. Try to mirror your actions. Exactly. 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 That's what I'm yeah. gonna try and do. Okay. Make people think it's broken, and you're restreaming the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be sick. I like that idea. I feel like I honestly feel like the finale, like the most exciting part is going to be him turning the camera off. I think that that is like the fireworks. Like I think that sopranos. when he goes to like take the camera somewhere to turn it off, you should run behind him and just rip all the cables out. And just take that moment away from him. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. What are you wearing? Uh, just a black sweatshirt. On new, no, not now. I see. I'm looking. Um, on yeah, New Year's. I'm gonna probably wear um, a white shirt and okay. black pants and a ski jacket because I think that's what I was wearing when I started. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were gonna. Oh, you're gonna. Somebody. You're gonna replicate your first outfit. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go to like my uncle's back porch and like get a bottle of champagne, and, like do the exact same thing. Yeah. Nice. That's an awesome. Wow, idea. that's yeah. kind of exciting, actually. Yeah. Hell yeah! Are you gonna Are you gonna end the stream before you pop the bottle of champagne? <laughs> so it's a full loop. That'd yeah, you have to make it so it loops perfectly. You can't give all these secrets away to the people. People just get confused and watch your year over and over and <laughs> over. <laughs> Do you ever see like there being like we saw some kind of weird um, exhibits in the Museum of Modern Art? Um, Do you ever see like this playing somewhere? as like a continuous thing that people can kind of drop by and look at and yeah i saw this way more as an art project than anything else like this to me is something that belongs in the museum of modern art more than it belongs in someone's social media feed um or like more than it belongs on like a i don't know do you no. feel like um if it doesn't get to that point that uh it won't have been a complete success no it's okay because like the art of the project is the fact that I'm doing it or that it has been done. Um, it's not necessarily like the recognition. And so like, yeah. If you guys don't have any questions, Ethan said he actually has a lot of questions for you too that he was nervous to ask. Yeah, it wasn't it. nervous to ask. It's just that I had questions pop up over the course of the conversation I wanted to ask you guys. But then I thought these questions are probably something like they were questions I had over the topics we were discussing and I thought you guys might cover it better when it's just the two of you like r listening over things and having these ideas and coming up with like your commentary so it didn't seem like totally appropriate to ask you guys but I can totally ask a couple of them if you yeah, want. Yeah go for it because our commentary is not that different from like if we're just asking the questions and then like you know you have a question for us like that would be what we'd be doing for commentary anyway you know um, so yeah go for it. Does spending time with Michael compared to seeing him on the live stream, what does that change about your opinion of him? And when it comes to parasocial relationships, how does 
being with him and interacting with him change your view like from when you just saw the live stream what is the difference um well i think just seeing the live stream it makes it easy to uh, make a lot of assumptions and fill in the blanks and look at it from uh the perspective of like okay if you took you know a thousand people and they all did x you know maybe 900 of them it would be because of y or whatever the numbers are you know we're not that good at predicting but uh in person those kind of statistics don't really work out the same way so uh between like the investment and the fact that like i, I really like you guys you know and then it, it makes it so much uh more strange and difficult to like make any kind of predictions like that um i would say it it it's weirdly like uh i don't know i you spend so much of your time i mean if we go back and watch anything of any of the days that you've been here anytime we're out of the house or it's all the first person perspective you know from the shoulder and whereas i wasn't seeing that while i was with you i was seeing you you know and people don't generally i mean yeah they'll see you when you're in your room or you're sleeping or something but they're not seeing you all the time unless you're you know somewhere stationary so that was something very different in terms of like spending time with you was um no longer being the passenger as i like keep to referencing of your life i was just with you as a person and not you as a live streamer you know like i was it was just like just like i was with anyone you know what i frankly i forgot about the camera pretty quickly yeah agreed. And, you yeah. know and it good i was just gonna ask and what is what is the difference between those like that experience for you what was it like hanging out with me as a person rather than i mean it really was like hanging out with one of any of my friends really right. i mean you pretty you integrated very quickly i think into with brian and i and i think we you and you and you, you and i definitely have very similar friendships for sure um and i don't know it, it 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 was i guess it was something i was expecting to be more aware of you are living the, of the idea that you are live streaming everything and it really just more became like i'm just hanging out and kind of not you know what i mean i know what you mean but i think the question is more so um what's the difference between your perception of michael from the live stream versus oh, your perception okay. of him i mean yeah if, if it's honestly possible. not much because i feel like because you do show every aspect of your life i feel like i kind of did know what i was going to be getting into by having you guys here and i mean it was exactly what i expected i think can i ask you guys both a question you watch more of the live stream than you do, right? Yeah, I'd say so. that's fair. Yeah. All right. So this might be a, a better question for you, but feel free to answer as well. Better question for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> is there anything that you feel like um, you've like learned or that you've changed as far as like your opinion on life in general from watching the project? Or if it's not live, I'd be interested to hear like your perception of media or your perception of like specific aspects. Uh, I think I, I have an answer, um, which is, well, number one, it's the um, the way that, you know, if you're talking about anybody who's not present, they very well could be present and watching, and that's a consideration you have to keep in mind. And then the fact that you can put everything out there, maximum vulnerability, right, like maximum authenticity, and be fine. Like, I, you know, obviously there's been rockier moments and, and whatever, but... Uh, most people are so afraid to let anyone in, um, you know, myself somewhat included, uh, 
and like you go to show that it the world's not going to end you know if you do that and that's definitely like a, a very larger lesson that i've taken away from uh my time on the stream yeah i mean i guess mine would be that i guess wrote jotted a couple of thoughts here because i wanted to get hit all these points but like you know it it's to me at, at its core it is an inspirational story because and it, it kind of it, it's it is ex, its existence i think will give people some people hope anyway because i would think that you know going back and watching the early things and me you know, the manifesto where i think i said to you you seemed very manic and like what did you you said it was very like you were very open and yeah, I would say there's like maximum vulnerability. Maximum vulnerability. That's what you said. That's right. And uh, yeah, I would say that it's just like the way you've seen, the way you've grown and maybe uh, recovered, I guess is maybe it's too strong a word. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's really taught me that, especially when you go back and watch the early stuff, how precious life is and how it really is. Like it, it, you might think it's all over. You might think, you might think this is the darkest day. But like you know, something can give you a little bit of hope, and can lead you out of the darkness a little bit. And I feel like watching the the growth over there. I mean, it hasn't I haven't been watching all year, but watching the growth from the beginning of the year in past streams to now is like stellar. It's stunning and it's fantastic. And I think it's very inspirational. And I think that. If that was, if that was, you know, if that was to help even one person who maybe was having a dark day or something or a dark moment, dark period of their life, see that someone else could also kind of start at that place, is that fair to say, and kind of come out of that, then maybe they can too. Yeah, I think Burns said something along those lines. That's right. So in traditional media, there's this feeling... Or there's this depiction of people when they like embrace their full selves like movies. They finally decide to say the thing they want. They get this like superb liberty and freedom and euphoria. Do you feel like that has occurred during the course of this project, Michael? Maybe a little bit, but probably not like exactly like that like in the movies. I think we talked about like w the freedom of not having to um, like catalog what who you are with x person who you are with what with y person what you tell them yeah that's true um and that's like a certain amount of freedom that that allows yeah it, yeah actually it has given me more freedom like i like the fact that um people will bring up things that like would normally be like insulting or maybe like you wouldn't want brought up and like i can just embrace it and be like oh yeah yeah like i do that on camera all the time so. yeah that's definitely one of the really cool things about it um is your ability to internalize things without um, allowing them to have too much sway over your emotional state. Uh, that's really, really cool. I admire that. I'm a lot more comfortable picking my nose on camera now. Yeah. And eating it. You still eat it? Yeah. Yeah. Camera? yeah, eat it. There's no problem with that. <laughs> can can I get your opinion on that? Yeah, let's hear that, your I opinion. That was it. I yep. pick my burgers <laughs> and I eat them. On camera? Yeah, totally on camera. That's, and off that's camera. the part. That's. The <laughs> <laughs> I used to. I used to only do it when I went Why to the bathroom. Nose itching so much? <laughs> <laughs> You're fighting an urge that you shouldn't. It's itching. Um, 
Hey, I guess good for you. I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. I want to know what. Um, I would I would like to know what from the beginning to now um, of the project. Do you feel like what's the thing that's changed the most in regards to what you feel? What's it, how how am I trying to word this? What did you give way to as time went on that you didn't think that you would in the beginning? I think I gave way to like embracing reality a little bit more. Like I like really like to like disassociate a little bit in the beginning and just like be like oh like i'm just like laughing and like watching everything burn but um i'm obviously like participating in society more now than i was before do you watch it back at all yeah every day except for like in the beginning when i I didn't have like a lot of time and then now if i'm like super busy then i wait to do it but every day for the most part i'd wake up and then like make timestamps in the previous day's streams and like take out moments that were really good and put them on a different channel. What does that look like when you're going through? Do you like just skip through it or do you speed up the video and watch it? Yeah. Well, the the good part about doing it the day after is that I mostly know what happened. And so I can like seek out certain moments and if there's conflicts, then like, you know, I might watch those a couple of times in full in like normal speed. But if it's me at my desk that I know that I can just be like, like skip through. It's interesting. Did you go to like parties and stuff? Did you have to get people's permission to be on this? Yeah. Um, yes, but no. Like sometimes you didn't ask permission. Yeah. Yeah. It would, I would only go to mo- for the most part, like I would know if, if something's going to work or not. Um, mm-hmm. And if someone's like hosting the event and they invite me, then I feel more comfortable going than if it's like, you know, come to my friend's place then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I try and make an effort if I'm going to do anything to be like, you got to let everyone know what's going on and make, make sure they're cool with that. And sometimes people still don't and they don't tell anyone and I show up and they're like, what's this guy with the camera doing? Was that standard? Do you feel like this, this year of your life was standard for you? Do you feel like you were more social before? Do you feel like you changed? Were you more isolated as a result? As a result of the project? As a result of the project. I think I'm probably more timid as a result of the project because it is like I have a serious like birth defect on me or something or like it's like people obviously stare at you all the time um it's like what's wrong with that guy and and even some of it's like more uh like animosity it's like he's recording me and it's it's anger so yeah i'm like i try and not like be in people's way and stuff as much but then i also i try and balance that so but I, i have a feeling that it's possible that me like making up for that um might make it so that after the year is over that I'm like more social and outgoing than I was before the year started. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you'd have to compensate for kind of like time lost, not lost, but I mean, how would you describe it? Maybe like, because I'm at a larger disadvantage in terms of like, like I, I'm responding to the way that people are treating me that way. Um, but then I'm still trying to like have some kind of confidence that then once I don't have that like on me all the time, Okay. Are are you in a relationship? No. Going forward when you, I mean, if you do plan on like being in a relationship with somebody, how do you see yourself? um, Do you see yourself explaining this? Obviously, this is a huge part of your story. How do you think that you'll um, address that with someone? I've had to have serious conversations with people that I've been in relationships with about past things. Not that this is like a, a bad past thing, but it's obviously like a very interesting, different 
um, thing that somebody would have to accept or not accept, you know, so. What's an example from your life that's... If you don't have an answer, I feel like I have a good answer for you, Michael, if you want me to Please. project my opinion <laughs> onto you. Do you, want, do you want me to do that or do you want to think about it? What was your answer going to be? What were you... You don't, you don't have to. No, you have I to. Mean, I, you I definitely have, have to. I there there's a variety. There's worse and there's better ones. Um Yeah, I mean there's so many things. It's like my life has been just I found myself in like some interesting situations along the course of the road and I think that when you go into a relationship, it depends on who the person is and depends on how serious you, you foresee the relationship going, but you always want to have that conversation. Maybe it's towards the beginning. Maybe it's towards the middle. That's always interesting too. It's like, do I lead with this? Do I wait until we're comfortable with one another? And then I, I launch into this and see if this is something that's still going to, you know, whether it affects the relationship or not. Do they love me if they don't accept this? You know, that's, that's always something to look at, but it's almost kind of better that you have, it tests a relationship's potential for the long term if they're willing to accept a portion of you that's not standard. You know what I mean? So without saying too much, that's my response to that question. Also, yeah, I think that it's kind of funny because it might be easier for a lot of people to say, oh, you went to jail for killing someone, but like you did your time, like now you're a changed person. Whereas if you like punch someone on the internet that in that clips there like people might never forgive you for that for like 11 years you know what kind if, of a double standard i guess i mean i i think that it's possible that people wouldn't forgive you for that as well but i think that that's a probably not a lot of people or a small a minority of people and also probably not the person that you are going that are interested in starting a relationship with right like if there's somebody that you have that interest with they're probably not going to be one of those people that will hold you accountable for hitting somebody yeah yeah on the internet i'm outside the scope of a relationship right yeah but what if you don't feel like it represents who you are currently? a lot of the stuff i used to do doesn't, doesn't represent who i am currently that's the nature of growing and being a person do you mean doing the project or the content of the project I think that I mean I mean both. I think the content of the project and the way that it went, and also doing the project in general, because there's two different, you know, thoughts there. It's like somebody might be really intrigued by your. What about like I mean this is kind of like celebrity status type of vibe. It's like what if somebody was just interested in you because of the project? Like what about that? I mean, how do you field your your future relationships with people based on this, whether they know about it or not, and you telling them or not? How do you weed that out? Yeah, I think that because it's such a large part of my identity, at least at this time, and then, you know, the following years, it'll be hard to yeah. remove myself from that. Um, but yeah, I think it would be important, like, even pretty early on, like, you know, maybe first conversation that would probably come up. Um, like, is it going to be on your Hinge profile? It's on my Tinder right now. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Do any of us know what Hinge is? I, 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 I know what Hinge is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hinge is like, Hinge is. I'm, I'm just learning this, like, as of this week. Tinder is, a, I, don't, I, I heard, I'm not, like, dissing you. I heard that Tinder was, like, dead. I heard that nobody uses Tinder anymore, so That maybe. makes sense. That's why I don't have any matches. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is the uh, New York perspective on, on Tinder. Everybody's telling me that Tinder is for, you know. Honestly, when I first heard you say Hinge, all I think when I, when I hear Hinge is, like, 
I see branded Instagram posts yeah. like constantly. Checked out this meme know, like yeah. my Hinge app, and yeah, I felt yeah. like yeah. you were a branded Instagram account. <laughs> I trying know. To, I, to I to use Hinge. so apologize. <laughs> I have a question mm, for just you. Don't bring up Disney Plus remember. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, okay. If you were to meet a guy who uh-huh. you like have a little conversation with, it it's goes like really well. There's like <laughs> sidekick, <laughs> round glasses, <laughs> IBS a little bit. Just a little IBS a lot of bit, but that's not the point. If you were to meet a guy and you're having a good conversation, there's like some romantic tension and this comes up in conversation and they say to you, I live streamed every single component of my life for a year straight. Like I hid nothing. How does that affect that like good conversation that you just had with that person? Like, is there anything that immediately like any red red flags that come up from that or anything like that? I wouldn't say red flags as much as that's like, okay, this is we're dealing with like a whole nother <laughs> animal here. <laughs> like, this is this is not your like average, you know, Jenny from the block kind of kind of guy. And like I would I would definitely have a lot of follow up questions. Um in rec- I would definitely want to see it. I would definitely want to see snippets from what that looked like. Cause I, I don't even know, like just if I was an innocent bystander that had never heard of this before, what I would even think about that. Would I like write someone off for that? Like, I think it's obviously, I think it's very interesting. I'm sitting here discussing it. So there's, I'm assuming people out there that would think so as well. Um, Maybe not so writing people off, but would there be any like small notion of apprehension? Like, if you can put yourself in that situation, when you first heard about it, was there any small amount of apprehension? This is after the project's over. Like you meet this guy and he says, I live stream my whole entire life. I didn't hide anything. Like everything is out there. I'd be like, everything? And he says, yeah, everything. Yeah. I mean, I, I could sense that there would be like a little bit of apprehension um, in regards to that. I mean, you think about, I, I just I think that everybody goes a different path you know what I mean it's like you want to think about like well maybe you're not going to be the president of the United States with like these specific but you don't know like we don't know what's going to happen going forward and whether we would absolve these things or the entire world is going to this type of technology and it's you would start to think like well you know he's was he having sex on camera like are these things happening you know it's like is does that would, would that come back to my mother like you start to think about those types of things um but i just i think there are a lot of artistic people that would take it as such and not not worry about it you know it just depends on the type of girl that you come across i think you're not gonna get like your basic girls that are like oh yeah like i'm gonna go like hit up santa con and like film it and it's like no like this is for your this is for your cool person every adult person like every not adult i guess we're sort of adults i'm not but you guys kind of are yeah um, every parent of somebody my age who I've told, like, yeah, he does everything on camera for the last I three can months. That would they be always scary. are like, "What?" Yeah, I think a so parent I, I might see be what you're saying by that. Yeah, yeah. The answer is always also so the confused and. What do you yeah. mean? Well, yeah, you say like it's oh, for his blog. There's a dude, who's, <laughs> you know, he's live streaming his whole life, and they go, "Okay," and like, as in, like, what's the point like so what yeah. kind of thing it's it's really uh, it's a question that i had a good answer for or a satisfying answer for that i'm more and more uh not satisfied with you know what was I, your satisfying answer again um honestly like i i don't really remember what I- exactly i would say but um it, it made it made me feel like i uh had satisfied that curiosity but the more that i thought about it 
uh, not in a negative way or anything, but the so what part um, has become like an enigma to me. Like I, I don't know. I like I know that it's it means something, and like I care about it. It means something to me, and I don't know why or the so what. You know, I'm still kind of grappling with that. Honestly, like I, I, if anything, I would ask you for some insight on that. Yeah, I think I, I mean I feel the same way. I feel like the as I said, like the more the project has developed, the more I realize like I don't know what any of it means, and like I I started it like hoping you know halfway through i'll know like what it means and, like why i'm doing it but it's the same thing like i'm doing it because it's interesting do you have an answer that you give to people yeah if someone asked me like why i'm doing it then i say um because i thought it was an interesting idea nobody else was doing it and i was in the right place to do it and if they say you know and what's the point i say there's no point Ooh. i don't say that actually it's art I don't think a lot of people ask me that. I think that, like, it's one in a hundred who, I mean, probably most people are thinking, or, like, a lot of people are thinking that, but it's one in a hundred who actually, like, um, are willing to ask that because they don't want to hurt my feelings or something. Right. <laughs> well, because it's a really hard question to answer, and uh, it might, you know, bring up things you maybe don't want to think, or maybe you did have a point, and maybe it's not doing that or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that's fair. I can see them kind of wanting to dance around that a little bit. Yeah. Wait, what do you do for work? Uh, I'm a construction worker. And do you do this while you're doing construction? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no I, I actually, I went on a TV show and I won like um, some money to start. That I knew. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't do any work this year. I did like some painting and stuff. Um, and then I have a Patreon and that's how I, I've made money this year. I also heard that. But it's been a large leak. It's been a big hemorrhage of money. Okay. Oh, uh, the conversation we had the other day during the brainstorming session, we were talking about the countercultural movement, but then that led to the like people appreciating who you are versus people appreciating the scope of the project. And it's come back a few times. And I think it's a really good point of conversation that we can bring up here. Right. So I guess the question is kind of um, people come because it's an interesting idea and then people stick around. And how much of that is just the fact that you're doing what you're doing and how much of that is you? I think that there's another factor that we're not accounting for, which is how many of the people stick around because of the community and like the other people that are already there. Um, but I think in the beginning, like th- I think the majority probably stick around in the, in the beginning for me because like I was interacting and like that's why people stick around on streams and stuff in general. But I wanted it to be like people like the project because of the scope of it. And, like, I didn't want them to think about, like, me as much as I wanted to think about the fact that someone is live streaming their entire life. So what do you think about the idea? I don't know if you listened to the one we did with Ethan, but we talked about um, the implications of maybe live streaming um, other, like, I, I think, did you li- did you listen to the episode? Which one? With Ethan? Ethan? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so we talked about, you know, maybe being able to see, like, a dirty some of your food, version. right, like a dirty jobs version or some of your food going from being, like, you know, the seeds being created to being planted to, you know, and, and you're, all these people are live streaming their whole lives and yeah, you can yeah, actually see um, the processes by which uh, your your life kind of comes together in the way that it does. Yeah. Um, do you see that as kind of the legacy or, uh, like, the, the meaning that the project could have uh, going forward? Like that it could lead to that. 
to th- to things like that. I mean, not not specifically that example, but to to forcing people to be more number one, more empathetic to people that they don't even consider do doing things um, to support the life that they're living, and secondly, um, to appreciate uh, some of the things that they're consuming or that they're doing, and to see <laughs> the work that it takes to get uh, you know to get there, and and a million other you know and, and to see people of different races and different cultures interacting and maybe combat races or whatever you know i was actually thinking about every single one of those ideas when i started the project really that's why i did it yeah wow i would be so interested i watched tons <laughs> of documentaries oh go ahead did you have some really i don't know <laughs> no, i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. you just like listed a bunch of like s- social things that like responsible people it's would like, think yes. about no i didn't think about any of that at all not even like one of those things um but yeah, it'd be cool if people, I think the the coolest thing is if we did, if, if more people live stream their whole lives, then you would, you would see everyone else's life. And like, probably one of the best parts is that you wouldn't want other people's lives as much. Maybe like that's it. Wow. Yeah. That you wouldn't covet so much. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we also talked about while you were upstairs, um, I would be very, very interested in seeing like this exact type of setup, probably a little bit more compacted, but applied to a supply chain within an industry, like a industry that Michael and I have talked about on stream is chocolate and how there's like inequity in farmers and certain people have so much money. If you had people in every step of a supply chain live stream their lives, not for a year, but like, let's say for a week, that would give you the scope that a documentary can't because a documentary is a guy showing up with a big camera rig, taking beautiful footage and interviewing people, getting and their building front stage. Necessarily. Yeah, getting their front stage performances and stuff. It would be crazy to see live stream footage of a supply chain of the same people the same week, their lives going up. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, so when when you were upstairs, we we talked about a little bit that uh, media becoming less and less authentic, more and more, um, you know, chopped up, and like like what Emily was saying before. You know, she was at the bar. You see the Instagram stuff that she wanted you to see, and this is obviously quite the opposite of that. Uh, do you see it as a kind of statement in any way against um, the direction that media seems to be or seems to have gone? Um, <laughs> I mean, it, like, w- social media is really new, and um, I think that regardless of like what we're trying to do the more time goes on since its birth and like with larger media this is true too same evolution like we are sharing things that are closer to reality even if it is still like yeah let's like look at a party but five years ago the things we were posting on instagram were like less self-aware than they are now i think social media expert would you agree <laughs> finally <laughs> you <recognize> <laughs> um we're less self-aware. No, we're more self-aware. We're more now. self-aware. Um, I mean, now it's it's a business. Like, there's a huge business around it, and I think before it's like we there was like an artistic element to Instagram, especially. It's like we're posting like a soda can and like a sepia filter because it's like that's you know what we what we wanted to portray, and now it's like this is people's entire livelihoods that exist on social media, and just us lay people that you know are around or trying to do the best that we can to to show what's good about our lives and and implicate these poses that that we see from from these people that are making millions on on instagram and 
as far as like people showing more of their lives i do think people are kind of shameless now on instagram i think people will show <laughs> everything i mean it's insane like we have to know about like their kid fell down and now they're at the doctor and then like you know there there was a car and it's just this long kind of constant stream of of verbiage on social media and on facebook um especially like i think older people don't necessarily know how to like condense um <laughs> or you're laughing yeah those are all totally different answers than like i was expecting and i think that goes to show that like i have no idea what i'm talking about and like i think that that those are all totally true yeah and that's like i was gonna say something totally different but like that those are all accurate too what were you gonna say i mean i was gonna say like in in terms of people like some of the people i know like the things they share maybe they share things that are like oh like you know like sometimes my life sucks too or something like that uh, or like you know here's a post about how like i suffer with depression sometimes and like i guess you didn't really see that back in the day i don't know but i think that you looked at it like business i don't know there's there's a lot of different sides to it well but you mentioned that um people are more self-aware yeah uh so regardless of the fact that the that social media has turned largely into a financial game um i think the the fact that people are aware of it changes the way that they're consuming it i don't think it's largely turned into i think that for maybe like one percent of people on there it is but well okay maybe i uh, not a financial game but um a social economy uh, by which you can quantify uh, your value, yeah, um, and then that can be converted into uh, financial gains. That 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 could be true. I think that part of that, um, but even if you're playing that game, like the posts that people talk about and stuff are ones that are. I mean, if you're just posting like, if you're posting really really shallow stuff, then like you're gonna have a really shallow audience, and if you a lot of people are, are like waking up to that. I think that you're getting more authenticity on social media. Like, I think it's moving that direction because I think that's what people want. So is it like, do you, do you kind of feel like the project is in any way of um, like a pushback against that trend of um, having more shallow posts, more shallow fans? Yeah, it's like, is there ever really authenticity on social media though? That's a good question. And like, is this project authentic? Is another question. Is it authentic? It's as close as I could get it to be an authentic. Okay. I mean, yeah, if if you ask, I I think there's no objective way to, to say it's like 100% authentic, but it's, yeah, about as close as it can get. I, I would agree with that. Definitely. Do you feel like, are you constantly thinking about the fact that this is there? Uh, over time, has that kind of subsided? I'm not constantly thinking about it. It's, I, I'm more constantly thinking about like, making sure that it's working than I am like like mm, actually working like the or, batteries are charged and it's, or like or that, that the camera's not like tilted sideways or like facing yeah. the wrong direction or something um it's it's very rare that I forget that's on mm-hmm. so it's always in the back of my mind mm-hmm. and do you I mean obviously you try not to but that, does that affect your uh, actions in any way yeah it's impossible for it not to but I I do make a conscious effort and especially like towards the latter half of the stream like I make a conscious effort to like try and do things that I would do the exact same way as if I didn't have a camera. Um, Do you ever find yourself being tempted to do something like cool or that that you wouldn't normally want to do like for example we saw that you know giant staircase right like 
maybe a lot of people would look at that and and be like this is stupid i don't i don't know why would i just climb to the top of that but you have the camera on so you might be like well this would look cool like do you find yourself being tempted to do that at all which one are you talking about to do things that you might otherwise be kind of iffy on but be like oh this would actually like if, if i said oh let's go on a you know crazy hike tomorrow or something um and you don't really like hiking but you're like it would be a really beautiful thing and like i guess I, you know it's not gonna be that bad like yeah i don't do that at all i definitely still like only do things that i, I want to do for the most part and that's why it look that's why there's nothing fun to look at yeah basically yeah. that's that's why i'm in my room all the time beat saber is pretty fun beat saber is pretty fun except not <laughs> only when you can see it on the tv yeah it wasn't so much fun just watching a blank tv but um he's also like Oh, that was one of my questions. Do you plan on doing anything with your pro- near professional level Beat Saber skills? I do, yeah. I have been waiting for a time where I could get like a little bit of an audience to make this announcement, and I'm going pro. Live. Professionally. Yeah. I have a question for Simon. What up? What do you think is the worst part about this project? In terms of... Other than Ethan? <laughs> um, I'm great. Do you... From your perspective or from a viewer's perspective? From your perspective. My perspective. The worst part of this project. Could be anything. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean... Don't answer that. (laughs) (laughs) Brian thinks that all... Brian, shut the fuck up for once. It's been... Fucking forty-five <laughs> seconds. Well, yeah, I don't. I honestly let the man think. I got thinking. long silences on some questions. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I honestly, I'm struggling to think of something like the worst thing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Take your time. We have all day. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what you kind of mean by that. I mean, like, no, we don't. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you, you know, delivered on your promise of one year of continuous streaming. I don't Not know. Not yet. Well, not yet. well, not yet. Correct. Don't jump the gun. Don't jump the gun. Don't jump the gun, dude. Please. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I don't know if I have an answer for that. Honestly, like, because just nothing. I wouldn't. I mean, I guess maybe be like a lot of it's kind of boring, but that's the nature of the thing. I mean, so that's not something I would say is bad. You know, or the worst part. What did? Why you? Seems like a good answer. Okay. Do you have an answer in mind? No, I don't have an answer in mind. Okay. Do you, Do you have an answer too, Brian? Um. Well, there's the obvious and less like satisfying answer of, uh, it'd be cool if there was, uh, like better cameras and like stuff like that. That's not like that's a stupid answer, but uh, I think that, uh, if you were if you were older and more established um, in your life and like financially and career wise, like it's still possible that you could have a job that you do on your, um, that you work for yourself and you could be at a computer oh, and yeah, like not point the camera at the screen necessarily. Plenty of people that work from home. Right. So um, I think that there could have um, been a more active, like, and also you were moving to like a new place and stuff like that. Um, were you to have been already ingratiated into a community, um, there might have been more to do. And um, again, though, like like Simon said, it's it is what it is, and that's you know that there's no good or bad about it. But it, it might it'd be interesting to see um, somebody who 
you know like let's say if you had a kid or something you know like it'd be interesting to see a kid grow up over the course of a year like it, it, i guess so the answer would be that um you're just in a place where you're in kind of in limbo in your life yeah um so it's just not favorable to like compelling uh content often you know i think they're yeah I, i'll piggyback off that i guess that's why i tried to answer first um i think it would have been cool to see maybe more i mean obviously you're limited with you know with the camera of what you can do but it would have been maybe cool to see like more traveling or like something interesting that could have been cool to be like do like a freaking dozen dozen tinder dates or something and try and see how what everyone's reaction was every time kind of thing that'd be kind of some sort of some maybe more social you know social experiment experiment acts aspects to it but that again that's like performative um, yeah it's performative a little against what you're trying to do i think but if you were if there was something if going on tinder dates is something you'd be doing anyway then having to explain it and just be a part of it i mean that's not too much against the no no not at all but i, I know you're kind of like kind of had sort of dates this year right like is that first <laughs> i don't have to I guess I did hang out with someone. I met I I met someone for the first time who I met on Bumble. So, so that counts. Is that one outdated too? That was in January. So I just feel like Hinge is where it's at, guys. You paying paid by Hinge? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> My brother. Hinge Plus only three ninety nine. Um, do you feel like I ever do um, this again? Is okay. this it? I think it's possible that I do some variation of it, but. But aren't you gonna feel like a massive loss? After it's over? Yeah. Leading question, leading the witness. What exactly do you mean by loss? Like a an emptiness. I think I'll have to like redirect my focus and energy. I don't know. To tell the truth, I don't know how I'm going to feel after it's over. Do you do, will you do like a follow-up so we know how you feel? Yeah, you gotta do a follow. I would love to know how you feel after it's over. Yeah, I, my plan is to like try and live, like a a pretty, uh, like intense attempt at normal life, or just like my best my best shot at like being a normal person for at least like a month or a couple months, um, so I can be able to like compare that to what this was like, um, and then I want to make, like one idea was to make like a documentary about it and like talk about the experience as far as like what it does to someone mentally to do it. And then afterwards, and maybe a couple of months in you call us exactly. Or and you then, show up at our doorstep. Yep. Yeah. We Either were way. thinking of doing, um, maybe some follow up podcasts. Um, yeah, you should. Yeah. I think but how do you feel like the fluctuations have been, are you somebody who like trends towards like a depression anxiety mindset do you feel like you're pretty like um neurotypical in that sense because i mean only from my experience like i'm somebody who is pretty bad um generalized anxiety and have always struggled with that in my life and something like this would i think spark that at certain times where that kind of dissociation and that you spoke about before would kick in and kind of override my ability to continue on do you feel like your mental state has varied over time um, dramatically one way or another. Can you explain more what you mean about like dissociation? Um, dissociation in that like 
like that kind of feeling of like watching yourself. I can only imagine like you're actually physically watching yourself from like, sometimes I'll feel like I'm watching myself from the corner of the room, like perform my day-to-day actions because my anxiety is so strong that it's removing me from the situation. Just that's the way it works. You know, it's like a fight or flight. Um, it's symptomatic like that. So I wonder, um, just who you are before this, what you were like, um, if this is ever something that you trended towards and if it's something you may have worried about, um, with the project. Well, I think I can answer the question about like, about sort of disassociating from myself and like watching myself back. Um, like the level of, of self-awareness, like I, I, you know, everyone thinks that they're self-aware to a certain extent. Um, and when I started like watching everything back and then like starting being able to predict like what this is going to look like, like what my words are going to say and like envision myself watching that. And like that becomes a more like, crystallized experience. Then that definitely makes it weirder to like think about acting and speaking and stuff. So I almost have to try and like avoid that. So in that sense, you, you dissociate at that point because it's, it would make you feel too neurotic to focus on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of trying to like avoid knowing that I'm on camera all the time. Mm-hmm. I know that wasn't like that no, first question you asked. Um, so we got a guest question from Shelby. She wanted to know if me or Simon would ever do uh, such a thing. Let's add Emily into that too. Yeah. As the three, well, cause Ethan already said he wouldn't, right? Yes. I mean, what do you think? At, wait, hold on. Ethan, would you, you said absolutely no to the not safe for work stuff, but would you say no to everything else too? When it comes to live streaming every component of my life for a long period of time, I wouldn't do that. I think being in a relationship changes it too, mm-hmm. because that gives me responsibility for someone else's privacy as well, which is something that I wouldn't haphazardly share. And it also gives me an incentive to privacy because I feel like at least in the relationship I'm in now, not applying this to all relationships, like the moments just you and that person are very valuable. And by adding anything else in, even if it's a camera that isn't being posted online, it changes a little bit in a way that I feel like takes value away from the time. And so I think that makes a big difference. And also I don't like the, problems that Michael experiences on a day-to-day and having to constantly care for something, it's like having a child, which is something I'm not ready for. And I think when I'm ready for that, I would rather have it be like a child or some other responsibility than a 24-7 live stream of my life. And so I think that those two factors, privacy and inconvenience or uh, responsibility would lead me to saying no. Um, Okay. I like that. Um, my, I would say for me, um, I've said this before, and I'm gonna be able to go a little deeper on this one. No, for me, just because I love going to the movies so much, and that would be impossible to do. So I, that alone is like that's like immediately the no. I'll go a little deeper on this one though, because I've given that answer before. That I don't think, uh, and on going on what you just said, I tend to trend towards depression and anxiety and big things like this, and I feel like if I was headed towards the end of this like i'm almost i i feel like i'm almost worried for you a little bit even though i don't think i should be um but like i feel like if i was in your position i would be worried about myself like uh having if let's just say i did this and it was the same it kind of 
trended similar to yours in terms of a fan community uh and then and the number it wasn't too huge it was manageable enough um i think that and this is probably why i've asked you these questions like uh, the questions of like do you feel like you have this weight on your shoulders of like there's going to be these people who are very sad to see you go quote quote you know i don't be able to like watch any moment i i would take that very very personally if i had this community surrounding me and i would not be able to handle that i don't think i would be i don't know where i would fall in terms of like being able to give them content but also like stop and be happy for myself i think i would i would be more worried about if people cared about me as much as it seems like people care about you i would definitely be more um and i'm not saying you should be caring about these people i though would i feel like would be um and you don't have any responsibility too i think i would be um very anxious thinking about um possibly letting someone down i don't know you know what i mean absolutely yeah so that's why i wouldn't do it on on a bigger level and then of course the smallest was like just love fucking star wars so much i can't watch it i want to watch in the movies <laughs> watching the movies i'm watching the movies i'm watching star wars good yeah sounds fun <laughs> I do. uh no i uh <laughs> i, I Technical aspect notwithstanding, if we can take that out of the picture, uh, so let's say it's free and it's just like a and it's easy to do. Uh, yeah, I could s- totally see myself doing that. Um, I for year think that um, if given that like circumstances, like you know, if I can do it at my job and whatever, uh, I like you, I think don't um, have that much trouble like kind of shrugging off. Um, negative comments like that and uh, I am also like narcissistic enough to want to have record of like all the jokes I made like I'm constantly like saying things uh, I I, I forget things you know four seconds after I say them so I think it would be cool to uh, for purely narcissistic reasons to be able to have a record of um, some of the fun stuff I did yeah I I, I don't see it as being too uh, invasive as long as the technical aspects not not so bad uh, obviously that would be very different once you know it, where I'd actually do it and I don't have any interest in doing it but uh, if somebody just handed it to me then I would definitely try it what about you Emily I mean just in the line of work that I'm in right now there's I'm working with people we sign an NDA it's like I can't right. these are high powered clients that like like who yeah, who are they? <laughs> I actually, I literally just thought of Good that one. question. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean that, but like putting that aside, um, if there and if money wasn't a factor, and if I could just kind of like go back to a life where I was moving about the day in the way that I wanted to, um, I think like the female perspective on it, we don't have that kind of ability to. It there it'd be like predatory almost you know it's like you can't live like that that's not an option um to to go through that it would be a very different audience I think and it would get to the point where I mean there are some very intense um and frightening people online that no matter what you do or where you go like they will they'll locate you they'll find you they'll continuously you know bombard you um these are experiences I've had before so I think that I'm too close to my family um to have them go through that it'd be more about them than it was about me I would love to have a capsule 
of my life um, as time went on in the way that Instagram archives your stories or whatever, but like in a very broad sense of just seeing the way that I've progressed in my career as I move about the city. Like there's so many times where I'm like, I feel like I'm in a movie right now. I'd love to put like a soundtrack to this. And as I move through these people in New York, maybe similarly to what you might've experienced when you were over there, just doing that in a day to day. But I just don't think that, I don't know. I don't know if this is a reality for women in this climate. There, there was a girl who did it actually, wasn't there, Michael? Yeah, it wasn't the same project, but the Justine was. No, uh, Jenny Cam. Jenny Cam, that's right. You know about that? Yeah, yeah, she did. Um, that was just in her house, though, right? Yeah, it was like a way, way scaled down version, yeah. but it was similar to this project in like the sense that it was the best that technology could do at the time. It was like late nineties, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was like cameras installed in different parts of her house that showed her like everywhere she went in her house, and she included sex, like, I think, right? She did, but it was like a, it would upload like a still image every like four seconds, like a low quality image, because that's what it could do at the time. Right. And it was, and that that's like probably really exciting. It was, yeah, it was insane. Yeah, that's probably but, more, ex- not more, but very in in a different way, exciting. Like it's just coming in, you know. Well, it now like. Are you saying now that's exciting? The anticipation of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, but probably wrong compared to like the amount of things that we have now. But like at the time when that came out, that was like one of the most successful websites in the world. Like insane numbers, unreal traffic. Um, and the amount that she had to pay to like have these photos upload made it so that she didn't make any money from this project where she had like millions of people clicking on her website, which is crazy. But yeah, she did. A, so like, she was one of the first people who did something like this, um, totally different than this project. But if a girl did exactly what I'm doing now, it would be like way insane, like a hundred thousand, or like you know, the the magnitude of it would be way more. Insane. But you have you experienced like and predatory crazies out there? Like I've I've tasted like a little bit of it, like from like the gay community. Mm-hmm. And, there was uh, a, a lot of catfishing. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and it, like, because that's that that's the people who are like really interested in me. I love that female huh. perspective thing. I didn't even yeah. think about that honestly. No, me neither. Not even for a minute, which is pretty shitty of me to even like try to apply this to anyone else. But like, to not try to apply this to anyone else, I should say that's you're absolutely right about that. Like, yeah, it's funny it that would, we never once thought of that in like nine episodes. It would be like it would just be on 4chan immediately, and people would just try to be be trying to track you down, and immediately just like trying to like it would be a whole different stream snipe you. you or I don't know if you could look at it like art. I don't know if that you you might have think that that was your intention in the beginning, but that's not the way that it would go. You know, and yeah. it's you would never have that ability to to have it be seen. But you right. and the thing about it too is that certain people. The I mean, without like divulging too much of my my life, but like. <laughs> people will come at you and say like i understand where you're trying to go with this and like you're just you're so intelligent like this is so like and it's all a ploy it's like well it's definitely like we talked uh with michael's mom about how we and we actually brought it up earlier in this episode right about how like coming at him to be in a relationship and then having all this pre-knowledge that he might not know that this person has that like with a with a girl that would and if it was a straight girl and you know, these guys would be coming up to her. They there'd be so many, so much that would happen all the time. People coming yeah. up to her like, oh, like nice to meet you, you know. And it's like it's very difficult for you to know what someone's intentions are. Yeah, at that point already. Well, I feel like for women and to add a freaking camera system to it, 
Right. And Michael also, like, his address is really easy to find and like, a lot of his personal information. So, like, you, when you man? say, like, oh, people will hunt you down and track you, there's no hunting involved. Like, um, and th- the point... Especially, I mean, e- even if you're younger, it's like we all make a lot of, like, s- kind of insane, stupid internet mistakes. Not all of us, but some of us when we were younger. And I think that... Oh, you've never... You're shaking. <laughs> I've never made an internet mistake. That's so great. You must feel really great and safe all the time other people uh don't see it the same way Lots i of do people do but that's what happens when you put the phone in a hand of a 12 or 13 year old it's like we're not emotionally intelligent enough to be able to know you know that they'll give you these like warnings in school about like oh don't trust like people on the internet or something but you think that these people are your friends and it's like it's children should not have access to this and i still like i'm 24 how old are you guys i'm 21 you're 20, 22 well, you? you're 22 yeah i mean we're pretty young it's like and we grew up in this this age of of having all of these things and and them being really new to us and adults not really knowing how to manage um or direct us in that sense like to be 12 or 13 years old and have your like little envy flip phone and have someone like asking you for nude photos that lives down the block from you like these are really scary things that people are exposed to every day and there's no guidance there yet you know so i mean it all ties into this in the end and the fact that we are not teaching our youth because we don't understand it yet how to protect themselves from what can occur down the line in this sense you know and now like you can own your sexuality and you can own the fact that you've you've made these choices and and protect yourself when you're a little bit older but I think that we by exposing ourselves, it's just this like endless amount of possibilities you really can't trust a lot of these people and that's how I feel I think it's kind of uh, interesting tying that back into the predatory aspect of live streaming your life. I think Michael's right in saying that if you were to live stream your entire life as a girl, it would be massively successful and that people might come in for the wrong reasons and people might still There's no might. people might still uh, like act on those wrong reasons. But I also think people who come in for the wrong reasons, people are like, oh, damn, this chick live streams her whole life i should check her out i can watch her do everything wash her hands that sounds dope those people like there's a strong possibility uh in her toenails there's a strong possibility that a lot of those people would become just like fans of the person from seeing their whole life but i do think there's that predatory aspect and i think it's really uh real at this time but i also think as technology moves forward so is like the society so are the societal differences between man and woman and like the aspect there so i think that is something if this were to be a thing that blows up i do not think that it's off limits for girls at all i don't think that it's something that a girl would never do especially if it increases in popularity well i I think the problem one of the main problems there is that you can have you know however many great fans that you want but all it really takes is one committed predatory fan to ruin the whole thing so it doesn't matter how many people are there for the right reasons if one person like hunts you down you know whatever the the eventuality is uh, that's enough to not do the whole thing it's also one of the scary things about if this became a thing or if there was like a youtube for this then like there could very well be one person who just assassinates everyone who does it that's actually the that idea that's the plot of michael's book no, that idea, the predatory idea, is the thing that brought us to getting a dog. So we hadn't had anything like that, but that was a concern, especially in, well, I guess in both of our minds when 
we realize we're live streaming our whole life. There's no way we can hide our address. People see our cross streets. Like if one person, one crazy person saw this and like for some reason they got some weird impulse, they could act upon it easily. Yeah. Um, Eight more days. And I think honestly, <laughs> like getting like murdered or something is like kind of the least of like y- the problems really. Like it, it can be like, you can have your whole life dismantled like if somebody's smart enough and knows technology well enough and and that was actually my biggest concern or like one of my bigger concerns i was like i'm gonna get hacked on every account this year right exactly 100 like, of them yeah which i think someone may or may not be hacking my youtube account actively in the past two days i don't even understand what the point like of that would like what do you i don't even get why you would even attempt to do that there's a lot of things that I don't understand the point of why people do them. It's well, pretty hard to infer the incentives without understanding like both sides of the equation too. It's yeah. like a crime. You can't really understand why someone did it. Like they shot a bunch of people. Like you aren't going to be like they did it because those people had arms. Like you can't really infer it. And so you would like have to know the person to be able to infer any incentives in that case. Yeah, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, it's just a mystery to me. All right. Is it late enough? I think we've been... we got some beats there to play. I think, I think I'm yeah. good. Um, so, I just want to say in the end, uh, number one, thank I want to thank Michael and Ethan for coming here. Uh, we've had a great time, you know, showing them around and I think we've had a with fantastic them. time. And uh, for being so willing to uh, be so forthcoming and, yeah. uh, you know, grant us their time to do this i mean this is insane to think about when we made the pilot versus where we ended up yeah it's pretty incredible which by the way i, I want you guys to know that i thought that your pilot was incredible i thought your pilot was really excellent and you guys should put it out there at some point i think we're gonna cool um yeah at some point right? oh, yeah, it's your it's your february patreon reward isn't it yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah you're more than welcome to do that yeah um so oh my god i charged you again like here's a little audio file i thought i canceled it in january i'm so here's an sorry audio file that's already on my computer you can just have <laughs> fucking losers i really tried my me, hardest to cancel it i have no <laughs> idea what went wrong guys i'm so sorry just give me my socks back we'll call it even yeah um oh my god how did it happen again <laughs> You guys, I'm so bad at this stuff. Just keeps eating it all up. It's your best joke yet. <laughs> I've been doing it for days. It crushes every time. It's never not funny. <laughs> all these jokes we've been doing. <laughs> these are all it's quite old jokes the most. at this point. Um, but if you find this project fascinating, and want to check it out for yourself. Too fucking bad. He's done. <laughs> Cancelled. You can go to his Patreon and still give him money if you want. Music by Doctor Doppler. He's pretty cool. We like him. Mm. You can check out the other bad comedy podcast that I'm not on half the time or f- all the time ever ever. Um, it's on iTunes, Spotify. You can send any thoughts or questions to us. Although the only t- things we're gonna get are questions about Ethan um, wanting to bang uh, <laughs> Mrs. Gary and <laughs> and the amount of and <laughs> questions about whether or not I will allow Michael to masturbate in my bathroom. And I don't have any more socks. And apparently that's all people email us <laughs> about us, which is all the uh, submissions will be anonymous, but it doesn't matter because it's all fake names. I think. <laughs> Links to everything mentioned can be found in the podcast yeah. description. Yeah, we won't uh, we won't out your catfishing, your special catfishing account. Uh, that will stay anonymous. <laughs> Thank you for that. 
Wait, that was the joke we were doing. No fair. If you find this project fascinating and want to check it out for yourself, go to michaelgary.com. Gary is spelled G-E-R-R-Y. If you want to show your support for the project, subscribe to his Patreon at patreon.com slash michaelgarylivestream. Music by Dr. Dobbler. You can find him on SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify at dr.dobbler, no spaces. You can check out the comedy podcast I do with Dr. Dobbler on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts by searching for The Stanley and Branley Show. Send any thoughts or questions for us or topics you want us to discuss with Michael to onceuponatimeinpod at gmail.com. All submissions will be anonymous. Links to everything mentioned can be found in the podcast description. 